are back at the Vestani camp and listening to Karsh of Stradanya, a Legends of Aventris podcast. Last time, the Azran expedition licked their wounds following the deadly battle of Velaki with Lady Vakhtar and her undead horde. With my allies and minions making their moves with increasing death tolls, they knew there was not much time left to plan their final strike against me. And worse still, the children they hold dear are at ever-growing risk. The Vistani girl of mysterious divination power was an especially vulnerable asset, so they absconded with her to bring her to Madame Eva, the girl's grandmother. When meeting with the ancient woman, they received one final Taroka reading. By all accounts, it should have remained exactly the same, but it did not. No longer was their fated ally Rudolf van Richten, it was Sergei. By returning my brother to life, they have changed all our fates. I have no way to know what will happen now. This should be interesting. This episode is brought to you by our generous supporters on Patreon. You can become a patron yourself by following the link in the show notes. We are eternally grateful for your support. With that out of the way, let us proceed with part one of chapter 16, Creatures of the Night. As her eyes go dark, a screech billows from her throat as she warns you that one of your party, Clayton Azran, will doom them all. It is in this moment that you watch as her eyes begin to shift again. The milky whites and blacks swirling around until you blink and it almost seems as if it's a dream. The incense filling the room, the smoke causing you to feel lightheaded and For a moment you wonder, did that really just happen as all of your eyes move towards Clayton as you look at him? Well... Did did you say doom? The cards tell you what the cards tell you, Professor. What what, what do you mean by doom? Do you mean that we will fail in our mission? No, the card does not speak of Barovia. It speaks of all the world. There is a cloud over you. The darkness. But what it is, I cannot see yet. Is there a way to stop it? One task at a time. The Countess waits for you. She knows you are coming. I don't want to presume anything here, Professor, but uh, you, you look a little worried. And and I know that we're dealing with a lot, but we got to keep a clear head and keep our eyes on the prize. All right? She's right. One thing at a time. And we know what we got to do today. You're right. You're right. It doesn't matter at this point, but cursed hag Dooming myself is one thing, but dooming the world? Either way. Do you consider, Professor, the possibility that you could present a liability for us in Castle Ravenloft? Precisely my hesitation, Sonnets. That hesitation being well-founded, but do you also not agree that there is no possibility no future in which we enter that castle and return alive if you are not with us. 
I don't know. I don't I don't know if I should be there or not. I I believe my fate is entwined with all of yours, unfortunately. We're not going in there without you. We need every single one of us. That's right. My point precisely. And I don't care what anybody says, we're gonna be fine. Think about what we've done. We're gonna be okay. I believe that. I mean it. You're right. You're right. And whatever happens, the cards seem to still say that we defeat her, regardless of what happens next. Damn right. Well, is there anything else you can tell us? What would you like to know? Any. I would warn you to keep that case close to your chest. My granddaughter is very powerful. And if Stradania were to get a whiff of the blood that flows through her veins, the target on your your back would be ever growing. Or she has Stradania's blood running through her. We should bring her inside the castle. She will stay with you. And she will help us? In your case. That is up to her. You mentioned Arabel has Stradania's blood coursing through her veins. How she does, but Stradania does not yet quite know this. She suspects, but she does not know. I don't want to argue, but don't you think it's a little dangerous for us to be taking her in there? We don't want her anything to happen to her and, and have her fall into the wrong hands. Again, I don't presume to know, but I'm just a little concerned about it. She is likely safer with us, Shepard, than here. No offense to you at all, but with us keeping a close eye on her. I will not look on her. I will die soon, I think. She has lost much in her few short years. If she knows me and she loses me so soon, it would break her. She's happy in the case. We will let her stay there. We will let her grow. And Clayton, you will care for her, yes? You know what I ask of you. As in, yeah, yes, I I promise she'll stay safe. I promise that no matter what, she's taken care of. And if Miss Isaacs will forgive me for saying the only person to have put her in harm's way with the Countess no longer lives. I believe she will be fine. Well, all of her kin seem to be dead. And so we are all she has. And if she plays a role in all of this, then who am I to to deny fate? As much as I value my own family back home and dearly miss my master, we don't always choose our family. And I think Arabelle has chosen us, her, her friends, as her new family. You must do, I will do everything in my power to protect her. I will spare no one but my own life if I have to. 
to ensure no harm comes to Armel. You have my word. Oftentimes it is the family that is chosen that is the strongest, the tightest the bond. Agreed. How does Shadania's blood flow through hers? Through me. What do you mean? Stradania loves her father, but she does not know his deepest secrets. A Vistani mistress, my mother. I am the half-sister to Stradania Bonzorovich. And it's in that moment she turns and she meets eyes with Sergei, and you see his eyes alight with recognition. I was at your wedding, Sergei. I saw you fall. He looks at her. His face completely pale as the color drains from it. Katarina, the housemaid. He reaches out and he clasps her hands. You have aged. She holds on to his very tightly. Yes. It would seem so. Upon your death, I made a pact with Mother Night. I gave her my youth in the hope that I would be able to help to cleanse this land of the evil that is wrought by her. And if you accomplish this, my pact will come to an end, and with it my life. She holds on to his hand a little bit longer. What you seek is in your tomb. I placed it there 400 years ago. And he looks at her and you see a a slight smile on his face. He nods but doesn't say anything. Does that answer the questions that still linger? So if we kill her... We kill you. It is worth it, I promise. Is there no other way that we can spare you? You've been beyond helpful. No, the entity, the dark power, that beats and breathes within the castle, it sees me as a worthy replacement should Stradania fall. I must die, lest it attach itself to me. Did Stradania also make a pact with Mother Night? No. The Dark Power. There have been many lives that have been sacrificed for this cause and more to come yet. All will be necessary and worthwhile sacrifices to bring an end to this curse. I thank you for yours. And I am happy to give it. I would like only to live long enough to see the sun fully shine over the lands of Barovia. Just once more. But it gets late. Yes, it does. <clears throat> Out of character, do from last session, do we know if she knows about the wedding invitations that we got? 
I would say you could assume she probably knows everything. Got it. Okay. okay. She knows everything sure. that we know okay. as players. Yeah. Got it. And maybe some. Yeah. <laughs> She's most likely won't be expecting her brother to be with us unless she truly has eyes everywhere. No, yes. I do not think she knows of Sergei. I have been keeping my eyes open for any whispers that she has become enraged. I would fear the moment she finds out, for who knows what she will do. Well, how do we keep him a secret until we're inside the castle? He doesn't have a wedding invitation. Well, we got our back door entrance. I mean, obviously she doesn't know the first time we went in there. She may have some idea that someone was in there, but clearly she didn't know about the secret entrance. It's one way in if we don't want to just use the front door. I'd say we bring him with us in the front door. And if she finds out, I think she may... It may put her off guard. It may give us an opportunity to... To, to, to plan and to spring our trap precisely when we need to. Now, you know that I feel the same about just kicking in the front doors, guns a-blazing, so to speak. But, Madame Ava did just say, Sergei needs something from the crypt. That's true. I think you will find that you will all need something from the crypt. We need to learn the secrets of Ravenloft before we encounter her. Other groups just like us have gone in and killed her over and over again, and the cycle repeats itself. If we do the same, and we do not learn the secrets, we do not know how to truly end this, then... The taint that lingers in Castle Ravenloft is beyond Stradania. That was confirmed with what we found in the remains of the hag's hut. So we go back through the crypt. We don't go through the front door. I, be- I propose we do go through the front door. <coughs> I believe that Prof- Professor Azran has a point. Humans, although Stradania has not been one for some time, are emotional creatures, easily manipulated their weakness is exploited. And if there is one weakness we have found as tragic as it is, it is her fondness and sorrow she felt for Sergei. I believe walking through with him on our side, after all she did, all of the weeping, all of the visiting of his grave for hundreds of years, with us will put her on her back foot. Agreed. We will play along. What of the wedding? That's what we play along to. We arrive under false pretenses. Just have to hope for an opening that we can take advantage of. Are you suggesting a charade, Professor? Precisely. What's to say she doesn't see through that? She will know if your intentions are true, Victoria, whether you do have any feelings for her. She didn't save you for any other reason but to one day be betrothed to you. 
I think you're right. And my heart, I suppose, is in different places. Perhaps that will be enough to get us in. You feel Sergei's hand on your back. My sister has always wanted what she could not have. That is what lures, draws her to you. There is a lot about you that I saw in Tatiana. Your unwillingness or uncertainty to be her bride, it drives her mad. Continue along that path. If you give in to it, you will bore her. And then it will be far more dangerous. Play the game. I know it is a lot to ask of you. Be hot and cold and you will drive her crazy. It will allow us what we need to make our way through the castle. All right. Thank you. Well, where should we go? I pull out the invitation and I look at it. There's no date, is there? Nope. When we're ready, I believe we should just walk up to the front door and present our invitation and say, Victoria is considering your proposition. We have your brother. He would love to attend. And if we play along, perhaps she will stop the wanton murders and give us access to the castle. The look on her face is going to be delightful. Exactly right. And then, once inside, we'll learn what we can. We'll learn about the taint Sonax referenced. We'll learn about the evils. Perhaps we find some clues about Mad Mary's daughter or the clockwork man or anything else. Either way, we need to learn before we fight. Agreed. And perhaps we strike in the moment she's most vulnerable. All you gotta do is say the word. All right. Well, we should get some rest. Thank you. I want to linger back if people leave to see if I can catch one last word with Madame Ava. If uh, no one else I will linger as well with Connor. You I, notice that Sergei also lingers. And I will kind of like awkwardly look around like, good night, I'll just place the case by the fire. I'm going to go with you. See you in a minute. <laughs> and I'll walk out, I'll put the case you down. You walk out. And you are fiddling with your kids. <laughs> Shepard, you immediately notice that as you step out, you look forward and the the pyre, the bonfire is gone. All of the Vistani tents are completely gone. As you turn around to address this with Clayton, you realize Madame Ava's tent is also gone. You are standing in a clearing. You can still see the holes in which the posts are drilled into the had been drilled into the ground. And you, with your uh, monster hunter abilities, you look, and there has not been anything here for at least a few weeks, if not even a month. 
What, 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 what in the nine hells is this? Are we... Are we are like, there's, there's no sign of anything. I like bend down and I'm touching the soil and I'm like looking around and then something's not right. Uh, uh, do we have any... Uh, I, I think it's still... Is that, was that a, a, a trick or is that... Have we been transported in time? I, I hope Gone we haven't. With them? I probably would have hung for a minute, curtsied, and then and walked out. You watch them. as you're looking around. All of a sudden, you see as Victoria materializes out of absolutely nowhere. Oh. She begins to walk towards you, and you see Shepard on the ground, smelling the dirt. Um, Clayton is wiping the sweat off his brow. He looks concerned, and oh. you begin Thank to you. see around you that the camp is not there. Oh, thank God, we're in the same timeline, at least. It's got to be some sort of protective magic. Has to be, What has happened? Where's everyone gone? I think it's just an illusion or protective bubble of some sort, right? Gotta be. I'll try to walk back to where I think that the tent was and, like, walk through, see if there's some kind of veil. You walk back towards where you think the tent was, where Victoria's standing, and you walk straight through down the, the slight hill and closer towards the pathway that leads towards the village of Barovia. There's nothing physical here. No, there's nothing here. It's Damn. extraordinary. I hope you didn't have anything left to say to her. Well, if I did, I missed my chance. Let's wait here for the others. Agreed. Those of you still in the tent. So I will pick up my lantern, and as I look, I'll like look at Kanan, I'll look at Sergei, and I'll look back at the entrance of the tent, and I will t- clear my throat. <clears throat> I suppose, Madam, if I do not need this to be in confidence, I just wanted to ensure that Shepard was not here. I have one final question, and I'm fine with Sergei and Kana being an audience, if you have time. I do have time. How do you feel about knowing that your time is short and that you are no longer, you have not much time left in this life? How do you make peace? I cannot make the peace that you seek. I have lived a life, centuries. A long life. But there is always more that can be done. There will always be more that can be done. But my sister on this land is the darkest thing I've ever encountered. And if my death ensures that that is cleansed, it is that that I hold on to. The growth that will be born from the ashes. A good death for a good purpose. One life for thousands. I thank you, Madam Eva. And I'll pick up my lantern. I'll just kind of cast a look at both Sergei and Kana, and then I'll leave. Sergei just staring at me, like waiting for me to go. (laughs) Yeah, he's staring at you. Okay. My question is incredibly selfish, and I, I apologize in advance, but it has been 
eating away at me ever since I stepped foot, before I even stepped foot in Barovia. But I must ask you, have you heard any name Jinteki on the winds? He is my master and I believe he is here. I've had dreams. I think I've had dreams. I don't know if I can trust them. But I believe Sudanya may have imprisoned him. Perhaps my answer lies in the crypts. But I've been afraid to ask and speak his name in fear that he might be gone. She straightens herself up a little bit. You can see that she's she definitely seems more visibly weak than she was the last time you mm-hmm. saw her. That the age has taken its toll. Her eyes are milky and her you can hear the way her her bones crack as she moves. She slowly reaches out and grabs your hands. You will have something to find in Castle Grimoire. Thank you. And uh, I'll give her hand one last squeeze and kind of look sadly in her eyes knowing the end is near. I will tell stories of you, Madam Eva. If I make it out of here alive, you will be revered as one of the greatest people I've ever met. She smiles and she, she holds onto your hand and she leans in and she kisses one cheek and then the other. Be strong. Not just for your friends, but for that which you seek. I will. Thank you. And I'll get up and do like a 90 degree bow to her and I'll nod to Sergei and I will leave the room. You stumble out of, or not stumble, you walk straight out and you see as the rest of your party members, um, Sarnax, you had walked out just a mere few moments before to see everybody looking around and trying to figure out where this camp had gone. I presume that they have left us. For good, we are on our own. The path is before us. There's no turning back. But it seems like they've been missing for for weeks or a month. This 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 isn't. They did. We we saw them when we walked into the tent, right? Didn't we see? You saw, yeah. You saw that there were um, tons of Vistani around you. That there were wagons and tents and the bonfire. You only spoke to one, a female Vistani, who led you directly towards the tent. This doesn't seem right, Professor. You are perhaps more familiar than all of us with the magics of the Vistani. Is this not their hallmark? To leave with no trace as if they haven't been here for months. Uh, I know that they are supernatural, but I've never heard of hiding their tracks to make them seem older than they are. But again, a fair point. I don't know if we've been transported forward in time, or if it was all an illusion. I certainly hope we haven't lost any time. I agree. I'm sure we haven't. I don't think this is as sinister as it may seem outwardly. I just assumed it was protective of some kind. That's right. Perhaps. She knows her end is near. She may be protecting her kin. It's true. I could perhaps attempt to confirm by sending a message to Irina, for we can simply ask her when we left. 
Please do. Wouldn't hurt to check in anyway. We got time. I'll pull up my lantern. Hopefully. I'll stare and I'll kind of put my two fingers <laughs> to my temple, to my forehead. <laughs> you might. For a strange reason. <laughs> Irina, I, uh, do you remember when we left this morning to head to the Vistani encampment? I hope you had a excellent breakfast. You can reply to this message. P.S. How do you feel about legumes? <laughs> <laughs> it only takes a moment before you receive uh, a message back. Sonax, of course I remember that you left this morning. Do you think there's an illness about? Is there something I should be concerned with? <laughs> and you asked if she enjoyed her breakfast. Yeah. And I had a very sparse <laughs> breakfast this morning. I've been quite worried about all of you. Is, is, is something amiss? I, can you respond to this message as well? I don't. And that's what it's <laughs> Fear not, uh, Irina. We are well. We are simply dealing with the strange magics of this land and wanted to confirm you were well as well. Farewell. <laughs> Do not reply to this message. <laughs> <laughs> you you wait and and you listen just in case, but she she takes the advice and does not reply to the message. Okay, I'm blowing three two spells once. <laughs> That's fine. We're gonna sleep. Incoming battle. Thank you. Well, regardless, we should get some rest. I'll oh, slap my case on the ground. It's it's like early evening. Oh, it is. Yeah, I'm gonna it's go. Probably into not the... even early evening. It took you like what six hours, and you left in the morning. It's probably like two in the afternoon. Yeah, like, I probably head down into the case and like pour myself a nice glass of something <laughs> and like you know start to chat. I suppose we we've seen the castle. We haven't been up close to it, but we've seen from it. Here, right if, from here, if you look up, you can see the spires of the castle on the mountain. What does it appear to be made of? Stone? Mm-hmm. Okay. And it is right about this moment that Sergei appears out of nothingness. He looks around confused and you see a slight smile on his face as he moves towards you. Well, what is it that we plan to do? Well, that's what we were discussing. No better time than now than to hunt werewolves. Am I right, Professor? Oh, if only we had the, the, the time. <laughs> Don't oh, you dare suggest that in front of me. Oh. What did we discuss? <laughs> I guess. I'm going to be unlocking. Please. Wait, stop. Professor, there is no time. Professor, there is no time to hunt werewolves. Well, if we I have the just... evening, <laughs> could you track down a werewolf? <laughs> Hana, <laughs> we are going to a very stern conversation. What have I done? <laughs> um, uh, I mean, it's the middle of the day, and I don't know what to do now besides wait or go. We could certainly make some headway on our journey. If we're comfortable camping out in the case, in the woods, so be it. It'd be better to be there as close as possible come daybreak that we can just walk right on up. But we've got time. Uh, What is the, do we know roughly how long we think it'll take us to get there from here? Probably on foot, probably about four and a half hours. 
Oh. With that knowledge, I, I don't mind just getting an early start. Start off fresh. That way we're not traveling dangerous wood, wooded territory in the middle of the night. Well, I mean, we can go as far as we want this evening, but I also don't necessarily want to camp outside the front doors overnight either. We don't want her to spot Sergey. No, I'd rather get there when we're ready in the morning and ask to be let in. But that's just my two cents. Sorry, two copper pieces. This is a tough decision. Alternatively, if we need to go to the crypts, perhaps we should get that done tonight and then make as if we've just arrived in the morning. Well, that is an interesting point. I I did want to ask the professor. Uh, You want to go in through the front and then sneak down into the crypts? Yes. Are are you worried we won't get the chance? We won't get an opportunity, not at least unknown. She'll know one of us is missing. We won't get through the back door without her knowing either. She we, she knows we've been there. She knows that that entrance exists now. It's got to be guarded, at least some way. And so either way, I believe that she'll know we're there. The best we can do is hope that she accepts us as guests of her new bride. I trust you. I just figured it was worth asking. And then we take that time to, hopefully, the wedding isn't immediately... We take that time to learn and explore. If she offers to give us quarters, what do we do? I mean, we all need to stay together, at least close. I'm not against going along with this whole facade and taking up a night or two in a room, but we're vulnerable. Well, we have Sergei with us. You know the castle, I presume? I knew it once. What it has become now. Who's to say she hasn't filled it with illusions to trick us so that we easily get lost and separated. She'll want to pick us off one by one and leave you alone, I imagine. We must use this time to come up with a plan B, C, D. What what if the worst happens? Connor, I believe that Professor Azran is under the presumption that we have an element of protection as long as Miss Isaacs is willing to entertain the Countess's advances, lest she become distraught at our disappearance and spurn her proposal. Is, am I understanding that correctly? You are, sorry. That's Very great, wise. That's a great point. Very wise. I do not believe my sister would harm any of you, knowing it could evoke the ire of the one she plans to wed. Mm. Exactly right. Do we plan for worst case scenario? If she does anything that you will not accept, it angers her and she lashes out at you. We kill her. That's all we can do. I do not know if it is safe here. And as he looks around, you look around as well, and you see that this had been a clearing to fit at least 40, maybe even 50 Vasani. And it has been a homestead for years and years. And it is a very wide open clearing that anything in the fringes of the forest would be able to spot all of you standing directly in the middle of it. Perhaps then let us make our way towards the castle and we will make a a decision on where to camp or to place the case. So we will not have to 
spend as much time tomorrow morning unless we need to seek refuge tonight in Castle Ravenloft. Is that amenable? Yes. I will let everyone know that I did expend some resources in messaging Irina, perhaps more than I needed to or should have if we are going to encounter horrors within this castle that perhaps was ill-advised. Um, well, I believe, now looking at it, I believe I teleported us here. Oh. <laughs> so, I'm a bit tapped for quite a powerful spell. Let us um, make a determination on how safe the road or the outskirts of the forests will be near the castle. Well, based on Sergei's recommendation, why don't you lead us to the tree line, and we'll travel through the woods. And we'll, we'll go in the direction of the castle, but we'll hopefully stay out of view of those spires. Yeah, all right, I got it. Everybody just, you know, stay close, but not too close, and uh, I'll see what I can do. I will light your path, Shepard. We should move cautiously as things have been lurking in the woods. Preferably, Shepard, as far away from werewolves as you can guide us. Mm. Oh, oh. Right. So if you can all roll a stealth check and a perception check. Okay. And then for the next hour and a half, you will travel. Ooh. And so you can discuss and make plans during that hour and a half. Um, and then I will let you know. Oh, Did you want shit. to scream at us? I time? just want everyone to know that I rolled a natural. <laughs> that everyone rolled a, a natural. That I rolled a natural twenty. I, I got a double eighteen, and I didn't blow anyone's eardrums out. Well, so you know, Maya, I, I want to so show it. Mine is very, very on brand for you, and very off brand yeah. for me. Are you sick? I got one in four hundred eighteen. <laughs> you won well. You what? One in four hundred eighteen. Wow! That's a twenty-two. I for didn't stealth. get that. Twenty-eight for stealth. Okay. Oh boy, I only got a thirteen for stealth. Eight for stealth. You said perception was the other one. Perception. Eight. Twenty-eight and eighteen for me. Uh, twenty-eight and stealth or twenty. Tw- uh, tw- eighteen, 18 perception. perception. Twenty-eight stealth. Twenty-seven perception. Okay. Eight stealth. Twelve perception. Thirteen stealth. Seven perception. Twenty-two stealth. Twenty-five perception. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Y'all Twelve. Thirteen and twelve. As a group, you travel for about an hour and a half. You are able to, um, you do find yourselves in combat. Dire wolves and wolves, Mm. creatures of the forest. Uh, The occasional shambling skeleton or zombie makes its way towards you, but you're always perceptive enough, even though Clayton is louder than he should be, you're perceptive enough to to cut them (laughs) off before they're able to get a surprise round. I think they might be a werewolf. You you come out for the most part unscathed. If there's anything you'd like to talk about, do it now. You know, uh, Madame Ava was not kidding when she said that Professor would be providing us with much doom on this trip. We already (laughs) nearly lost our necks with these werewolves. I believe that it is in his nature Mm -hmm. to get us all into trouble. (laughs) For... The Amber Temple should have taught us a very valuable lesson about the lengths of which you, Professor Azran, will go <laughs> due to your curiosity and grave robbing. <laughs> well, once you've, once a horrific blood curse has been placed on your family line, your perspective changes a little bit. I can imagine. And you might do things uh, 
a little differently than you may have done before. But my point is, is that we are nearing the end. Yes. And we're very close. We've all made it out alive so well. Most of us, mostly alive. Almost. We're all in one piece so far. You watch as Sergei peeks through the tree line a little bit. This is where we will have to cross the main pathway, the crossroads. Should we do so now? Quickly. All right. Um, Lead the way. You all begin to mobilize as almost immediately... It becomes cold, the air around you frosty. You look around, you can feel it, a sense of doom and gloom. But Stradania is nowhere to be seen. So your attention is drawn towards the road that leads, leads directly up towards Castle Ravenloft, which you know to be about a three hour trek by foot, is a pristine black carriage drawn by two massive black stallions makes its way towards you. It almost feels as if it's floating, the sounds of the hooves echoing throughout the valley. And as you watch, you're almost stunned as the carriage pulls up beside you. There's no driver, no passengers. Both doors on either side slowly creak open. The plush, tufted, velvet seats beckoning you inside. One of the horses neighs and digs its hooves into the ground. It makes eye contact with you. You see its bright red eyes. It's staring at you, waiting for you. I'm going to take my hat off and, and like run my hand through my hair and say, ah, Well, God damn it. Doc's right again. Never pass up an opportunity to eat or sleep. We done fucked up. <laughs> How do you do, fellow horses? Do they respond or? No, they're horses. The horses Roll an animal check. Right. The horses and Mr. Ed. Okay? Natural 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking love you. Um, yeah, so also, you, you say this, and both of the horses snort, and you expect warmth, but it's a chill, a frosty blast of air. As it whips, as one of it whips its head to the side, and you see it angles its head towards the open doorway to the right, the one closest to you. Yes, I've mm -hmm. determined that these are just horses. Nay, nay. Watch me whip. Very Watch me nay, nay. There's no driver, but they must be intelligent. I can help it. Victoria, perhaps you should enter the carriage first. And then when the door shuts behind her and whisks her away, we're left standing here with the... I don't know about that. Excellent point, Shepard. Be my guest. Listen to Sir again. Done. And I put one hand on my pistol and I begin to enter the, the carriage. You move towards the carriage. Right and as you them. step to it, you notice as there's no one there, but the steps slowly fold down and you're able to place your foot on one and you you place your foot down a little hard just to see how sturdy it is it seems <laughs> okay you put your hand on the top of the carriage it seems okay and you whip yourself in i take my hat off first I'm you take your hat off first you're a gentleman and then i, and then I get you whip carriage. yourself in you sit down and both of your hands still on one of your hands on judgment the other one on your hat 
It's soft. It's warm in here. There's a, a faint smell of herbs, a scent. It's, it's sweet, but oaky. It's nice. Seems all right. As all right as anything like this can be. As I step up, I'll, I'll look at Shepard and say, is it polite to remove your headwear when entering a carriage? Yeah. I'll pull down my hood <laughs> and I'll step. Are step we down. sure that we're ready to do this? Perhaps we should just take our time. We don't have to go at her beck and call. I was going to suggest that, but I'm not sure we get a choice here. I look at Sergey. What do you think? Well, that's the wrong accent. Well, I think that um, we have to get there one way or the other. And I think that I'm not sure I'm willing to pass up a free ride when we have so much that lays ahead of us. All right. Let's all just do our best to take this time to rest up, if we can. If we decline now, I feel like we may not get an opportunity like this. Agreed. I would suggest that everyone besides, hmm, perhaps Sergei should come next, and then Clayton, and then Victoria, and then Kana last. Agreed. Why? Because if anyone gets left behind, Kana could probably catch up the quickest. Indeed. I thought for sure you were going to say you weren't going to care if she got eaten by wolves. <laughs> I know. It had crossed my mind for only a briefest moment. This is <laughs> nonsense. Sometimes a carriage is just a carriage. We also want to make sure Sergei is permitted to enter the carriage. Pr- true. But have you not seen the way that Kana moves when she throws her arms behind her back <laughs> and leans forward and runs very quickly. I am, I'm very flattered. <laughs> it's at okay. this moment that you see as Sergei steps into the carriage and takes a seat next to you, Shepard. Is this going to be a thing that happens often? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. just a dark carriage. Thank you. I'll yeah. gather the fronts of my skirts and extend my hand up to Sergei. He stands up, writes himself, apologies, and he takes your hand and lifts you into the carriage. Well. I'm a lady. <laughs> good lads, and I'll pat one of the horses on the side. Roll an animal handling check. Oh, please, uh, no. He's going to kick the head. Haven't you watched Crimson? We instantly lose the professor. That's what's lose the professor, and he's just out cold for the next 30 Not hours. Good. Not good. Uh, uh, nine. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Nine. You you go to to pet the horse and it whips around. It chomps at you. It doesn't actually um, find purchase on your hand. Um, your quick reaction allows you to pull your hand away, but um, just a mere fraction of an inch closer, and you could have lost a finger. All right, Tim. I'll, I'll get take, in. I'll take one gla- last look around just to make sure there's no incoming danger. Uh, peer off in the distance where we just came from in the clearing and roll a perception check. Uh, Seventeen for perception. Uh, you look around and it is the sky is darkening. It is getting late. You don't hear any unusual sounds except for the peal of thunder. And as you look, you see that storm clouds, heavy, thick, dark storm clouds are beginning to gather over Castle Ravenloft. Oh my. And this fits all of us. Huh? This carriage fits all of us. Okay. Easily. All right. Is anybody else still outside? Kana was. Yeah, Kana. 
I close the door behind oh. you. <laughs> all right. Are we all ready? I close the door. <laughs> as you say this, you immediately feel the carriage begin to rock under Ooh. you as the as the um, as the horses begin to move. You expect the jostling to be significant, but oh. just as you would watch them come down, it almost feels as if they are um, gliding in the air. It is smoother than you expected, and you at first are nervous, uncomfortable as you watch out of the windows of the carriage and you see the trees fly past you as the carriage as the carriage itself rockets towards Castle Ravenloft. So we're going fast. They're going fast. Darkness is slowly beginning to descend. The storm clouds are gathering and billowing as it gets darker and darker and darker. And by the by the time you finally make it to Castle Ravenloft, it is near pitch black outside. As you hear the hooves of the horses slowly come to a stop. Both of the doors creak open and they just wait. I'm gonna poke my head out and like look up at the uh, castle and uh, and then like kind of turn back into the carriage and say, uh, I just want to go on record and have it be known. This was the exact opposite mm-hmm. of what I suggested our plan be. And I put my hat on as I exit the carriage. You exit the carriage and you <laughs> look right, up and you realize that you're further from Castle Ravenloft than you'd expected. There are two portcullises on either side of a wide open chasm, a long, thin bridge that leads directly to the courtyard of Castle Ravenloft. And as you look across the chasm, the bridge that separates you from this place, you look up hundreds upon hundreds of feet into the air, the towering, looming silhouette of Castle Ravenloft on the dark horizon is a split of lightning strikes through the sky and illuminates everything as it pulses and shakes in light. For a second, you feel like you see movement in some of the windows, but it's all dark. It's quiet. So now what? No I way we walk in. I'll put my coat up. I'll step out of the carriage, and I'll I'll just kind of take a moment and just like observe and take in the the looming presence of this tower. This place has an evil taint to it. I can feel it even far darker than any time we've met Stradania herself even more vile than the feeling I got in the Ember Temple. As far as I'm concerned, once we step foot on that bridge, there's no going back. Understood? This is how it's supposed to be. I can feel it. This is how it ends. Then I got one last request, and I'm going to, like, reach into my back pocket and pull out an envelope that's kind of, like, crumpled up a little bit. You can tell that it's been, like, carried on my person for for a while, a few weeks, and I'm going to hand it to the professor. If anything happens to me, I already told you, all of you, first and foremost, you put me down. I ain't coming back like one of those fucking monsters. Two, if you make it out of here alive and I don't, you remember where you picked me up. You go back there and you ask for a man named Dr. Thomas Cogburn. And you give him that goddamn letter. Understood? 
Yes, I promise. Thank you. I'll put it in my coat pocket. Dr. Co- Thomas Cogman. They'll, they'll point you in the right direction. All right, well, I don't believe I'll have to deliver this. But either way, this will be the most dangerous situation we've ever been in. We've been in many very dangerous and deadly situations. I want you all to know that it is my number one priority to make sure that this expedition goes home. Without me or with me, doesn't matter. We will complete our goal. And I will promise you that I will do everything in my power to get the four of you home safely. And I know you're all here because of me, because of my ambition, because of the expedition, wanting to discover this vile place. And here we are. Thank you, all of you, for everything. Professor Azran, I would like to thank you It seemed like mere chance that all of us had been brought together on this expedition. But I now believe and know that that is not the case. This was the fate, the will of the gods, the will of the Fire Lord that brought us together, that brought the shepherd of Garrix to Barovia. And I appreciate your priority to get us all back home. But I will let you know, and all of you know, that I have one priority. It is to turn that, and I'll point to Castle Ravenloft, to Ash. And if that conflicts, Professor, I do not wish you or anyone else to perish due to conflicting priorities. Well, let's kill her first, and then we'll worry about the stone. Consider it done. Absolutely. Shall we? Lead the way, Professor. This is your expedition. Can I, when he says that, can I like look at Sergey and just kind of see what his facial expression is like. When he says what specifically? Um, let's just kill her. Let's kill oh. her first. Let's kill her let's first. Kill her first. Mm. You, yeah, I would say roll a an insight check. Just curious. Ooh, not bad. Really 24. Nice. You, you look at him and his face seems almost completely stone-faced. <clears throat> But you see his eyes flash with a, a sense of purpose and then sadness for just a second before you see that he is resolved in this with you. Okay, cool. Thank you. I will pick up my case, adjust my glasses, and I will walk towards the door. Towards the door or towards the bridge? So I'll I'll, I'll read the thing that I forgot to read. (laughs) After winding through the forest and craggy mountain peaks, the road takes a sudden turn to the east and the startling, awesome presence of Castle Ravenloft towers before you. 
the carriage comes to a dead stop before twin turrets of stone, broken from years of exposure. Beyond these guard towers is the precipice of a 50-foot-wide, fog-filled chasm that disappears into unknown depths. A lowered drawbridge of old, short-up wooden beams stretches across the chasm between you and the archway to the courtyard. The chains of the drawbridge creak in the wind, their rust-eaten iron straining under the weight. From atop the high walls, stone gargoyles stare at you out of their hollow eye sockets and grin hideously. A rotting wooden portcullis, green with growth, hangs above the entry tunnel. Beyond this location, the main doors of Ravenloft stand open. A rich, warm light spills from within, flooding the courtyard. Torches flutter sadly in sconces on both sides of the open doors. So you essentially have two guard towers, a rickety um, drawbridge, a stone archway, a small courtyard, or it's quite a large courtyard, and the open doors to the front. That is what you're looking at. So there are guard towers on either side of so us. So there are two guard towers on either side of you. I would, and there's, we don't get, we are not getting any kind of resistance from those guard towers, right? But they, yeah. they're, they're broken and worn. Right. They're, they're not, like, you can look inside them and see, like, from here, they're, the walls are torn down, etc. Then, yeah, I would just begin crossing the lower drawbridge. I'll follow the uh, professor. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping an eye out for movement. <clears throat> I need all of you to uh, roll a percentile die for me. Ooh. Oh, shit. <laughs> Motherfucking fuck. So just remind just me fuck my how this up. works. It's double and single, and the double yep. number is up to 100. So, so, so just, double number is the first digit. So what is zero? What is 100? So zero zero is a hundred. Everything else is red normally. Okay. I got a nine. I got a fourteen. Oh, Jesus. So seventy eight. Seventy eight. I got an eighty seven. Ooh. Eleven. You all begin to make your way across the drawbridge. The wind is whipping at you as the storm is uh, coalescing overhead. Raindrops begin to splatter down on you and the, the footing is precarious here. Sarnax, you stare up at the castle. You envision it in flames, burning to the ground. And it's in this moment that you feel as your foot slips. Fuck. You you stumble forward as one of your one of your feet goes through one of the wooden planks. I need you to roll yeah. a dexterity saving throw for me, please. Am I close enough to try and help him at all? Okay. Dexterity. You say. Dex. You say. Oh, if if you're gonna help him, you can roll with advantage. Oh. I'll reach out and try to grab him by the back of his cloak. So even with advantage, that'd be a thirteen. Ooh. The DC was 13. I'm going to tell you what would have happened if you hadn't get that. Um, The the board breaks and you begin to stumble. Kana reaches out swiftly and grabs your cloak and pulls you back. You you feel the breath coming in in strong gulps as you look down, no longer seeing Ravenloft in flames in your mind, but the the mist-filled chasm below you thousands of feet deep. If you had failed, you fall to the bottom of the cliffs a thousand feet below. And die. Yes. I mean, Holy that's it. Shit. I mean, the DC is a 13. We're just so immediately done a party member out the gate. I mean, you, you could have, you could have like cast fly on him or something like that, right? Die. What if we but, did? <laughs> but How would like we even retrieve his body? Garrix would not have wanted you to perish so soon, <laughs> Sarnax. Hey, hey, everybody fight. All right, focus. I think 
Garrix for your quick to, quick mind and your quick hand. Thank you, Kama. Holy fuck. This shit's so old. Funny. We need to watch our step, all right? You okay? Yes. You okay? I was distracted with visions of flame and ash. Damn. Forgive me. Let's slow down and let me go first, please. And you I'm said you were time. looking out for enemies. I need you to roll a perception check for me, please. Okay. I'm looking down at my feet. Messing I'm doing that. 21. I'm doing okay. this drop. And as I walk forward, I want to just kind of cast Mending at like in oh, different oh, intervals. Oh, just kind oh, of trying to kind of okay. repair the bridge so it's a little sturdier. I will sturdier. say your ability oh. to do that negates you having to roll again. Okay. Oh, so fuck yeah. Seeing, seeing how rickety the rest of this drawbridge is and fearing for your friends, you begin to use your magic to repair the broken, the broken boards and you are able to make your way across the drawbridge just as you're about to go um, to walk beneath the archway, Kana holds out both of her arms. You noticed it, just barely. There is a patch of green slime mixed in with the moss and muck that's attached to this ar- archway. Mm. If you had walked under that archway, you you know that it would not have been good for you. You must avoid this archway. I don't know what that is, but it oh. doesn't look like good news. Well, hold on. Just give me one minute. I narrow my eyes and I use uh, Hunter's uh, fucking thing. Sense. Right? Hunter's <laughs> sense on it. So basically, uh, as an action, it will uh, tell me exactly what it is. Resistances, immunities. It's a patch of green slime. It's a, It devours flesh and other organic materials. It clings to the p- porticollis, which you can see. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, let's see, it's bright green, wet and sticky. You know that if you come into contact with contact with it, it'll do acid damage. Wow. Um, and it is an ooze. Huh? It's an ooze. Uh, it's a green slime. Okay. I relay all of this information to the uh, the group. Um, does it look as though that if we're careful, we can move around it and and not walk directly under it? It looks like you would need to find some way to deal with it. Okay. So there's no there's no like it's on half of it. We have to it go looks under like it. Looking, if you were to walk under it, it would fall onto you Got and it. cause things. Good fucking eye, Connor. That's not hospitality, Sonic. Shall I? Please. Watch your footing first. I'm Jinx, gonna, you owe me a health potion. <laughs> I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to... Uh, <laughs> what should I use Slay me. <laughs> I don't know if I want to... Like, Be purged in flame. I'm going to try to burn it with Sacred Flame. Okay. So should I roll damage or... I don't uh, know. No, with okay. uh, any effect that cures disease, deals cold fire, radiant damage, destroys oh, the patch of green slime. There you go. So you My watch as Sarnax go. channels his the holy flames and he shoots them directly at the green slime. You watch as it burns and incinerates, it pops and crackles, and eventually completely fades away, leaving the path to the courtyard completely open for you. Look at that. Well I'm, I'm going to be honest. In the God knows how much time we spent here in Barovia, that's the best we worked as a team all day. <laughs> well done, everyone. It's a good omen. I, I, I think I think we're going to do this. Sunny skies ahead, I always say. All right. Quite. Keep an eye out for more green slime. I will continue to keep an eye out for more shenanigans. The weather begins to worsen. Dismal rain starts to fall, slowly becoming a torrent. Lightning routinely strikes the sky, or lights up the sky, followed by peals of thunder that make the castle shudder. As you make your way into the front courtyard, 
Thick, cold fog swirls in the courtyard around you. Sporadic flashes of lightning lance the weeping clouds overhead as thunder shakes the ground beneath your feet. The doors on the gate towers that you just passed through as you entered in the courtyard are closed, causing the wind to howl and rush through the tunnel and into the courtyard with a force that makes you feel unsteady on your feet. Mm. Through the drizzle, you can make out the dark silhouette of the castle looming over you. The walls that enclose the courtyard are at least 90 feet high and tower over you, threatening to keep you locked inside. And yet, the castle itself rises even higher into the sky, like a dark and foreboding god staring down at its, at its worshippers. Tearing your eyes away from the massive form of the castle, you see torch flames fluttering on each side of the keep's open main doors. High above the entrance is a round window with shards of broken glass lodged in its iron frame. The shattered window overlooking the main entrance <coughs> is silent and dark. No light escaping its jagged maw. However, warm light spills out of the entrance itself, flooding the courtyard. It almost feels as if the castle is welcoming you home. Um... Uh, because I'm a monk, I run at the wall and I run up 90 feet and then I run down. The- <laughs> because you're a monk? Yeah. I've been a monk the whole time. I know. I know. <laughs> you're a taxi monk all funny, time. funny enough, surprise. Yeah. That was oh, the that was a great And that reveal. is where we're going to end this. That's episode. a twist. Separate to monk. That's where we're gonna end the campaign, I think. Yeah, yeah. that's a great yeah. Because wow. if you were a monk, you could solo Stradania yep, and totally. all of Castle. And you totally. know what? We're, we're done. Really we're done. Well, we learned our storytelling from the best, and it's that nothing matters in the last season. Endings are hard. We will roll credits and it'll be a cinematic level 20 Kana with their arms behind them running across uh, (laughs) the lake (laughs) like this and then the credits will roll and some uh, lo-fi hip-hop Japanese hip-hop will play in the background. Got it. But so um, a serious question. Yes. So this is an absolutely colossal, colossal. castle where colossal. the walls alone are nine stories tall. So this this is just for the sake I didn't print this out, but I should have. So it's hard for you. You're walking. You're essentially right here. Oh. So you're seeing this area That's over here. This really is tall how walls. big the castle is. Holy so what you can that, see man. standing in this area, God. which is right here, is you can see the courtyard extends here. There are these walls here with portcullises, and then obviously you can't see what's behind it. But you're standing right here at the very entrance. Does of the it castle. feel as though this castle was built to like withstand, yes. you know, like assaults and armies? And you, like it's a you know castle. that Stradonia was a fighter. She yeah. was a warrior, right? A warlord, she, right? Yeah. A warlord, and she, oh, Barovia right. was um, built on. All the nations she'd conquered. Right. She brought them, she essentially found Barovia as a valley, and she took all of the lands, the people from the lands that both her and her father had conquered, and she had put them into Barovia mm. and built Barovia as a tribute to her father, King Barov. Okay. And so this castle is a replica of her father's castle. Uh, okay. And it is a fortress. So I do have one more question, and this is like <laughs> a call back to like episode fucking two. Yep. The wizard who yes. had tried to fight Stradania Kazan. cast into oh, the ocean. Yes. Uh, does that imply that this castle is on the coast? Or was that he a was cast into a river? He had cast into a, into a river. river. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, so it wasn't like a seaside castle. Mm-mm. So the the castle surrounded by land. So you yes. you know okay. from that story it was this castle. It was Castle Raven. Right, but it wasn't an ocean. It was just a river, a body of right. water yeah. of some sort. Okay. So it's surrounded by land, but it's basically like on the, on top of like a peak. Yes. And there's a huge like like basically like a moat. Like, um, yeah, thing. like a moat of like thousands of feet below us. Right? Okay. Um, can we get the sense that the castle's like roughly 200 feet tall, at least based on that um, picture? Um, I actually think the map tells me. Yeah, how I bet you it does. I bet you it does. Oh, probably does. Um, yeah. But I don't know off the top Mr. of my head. Yeah. It's gigantic. So we're getting the sense it's like 20, it's like 25 stories tall. Yeah, it's, okay. it's like Hogwarts. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Um, I'll step up to, as we look at it, I'm going to look at, at Clayton and say, What a horrible night to have a curse. <laughs> oh uh, Sarnax, <laughs> are, are you implying that there might be an okay time to have a curse? Right you are, Sarnax. <sighs> this is kind of blessings, I suppose. No, no that wasn't rhetoric. I, no. I, I'm interested. Did you honestly believe that there might be an okay time to have a curse? Any <laughs> other night than tonight might be a better night to have a curse. I, I, I love you, Sarnax, but I'm never going to understand you. <laughs> well, I will try harder in the brief time we have left, Shepard. It's very touching, both of you, but should we proceed? Yes. All right. Uh, straight on in? Straight on in. Oh. The ornate outer uh-huh. doors of the castle hang open, flanked by fluttering torches and iron sconces. Twenty feet inside the castle is a second set of doors. As you approach, the doors in front of you suddenly swing open, revealing a grand hall filled with the sound of organ and violin music. Overhead in the vaulted entry foyer, four statues of dragons glare down, their eyes flickering in the torchlight. Oh, they're dragons. Yeah, Professor, I'm getting non-flashbacks to Death House. (laughs) Should we approach carefully? Well, being welcomed inside... But remember, this castle is beyond the will of Stradonia. Even if she welcomes us, well, who's to say that the castle would not attack us otherwise? She wouldn't have it. Shall we announce ourselves? Is anyone... Sorry, You're standing in the entryway. I'll, I'll walk forward through the open doors and step into the big area where the lights... Cobwebs stretch between the columns. So I move towards the dragons. Yes, ma'am. Cobwebs stretch between the columns that support the vaulted ceiling of a great dusty hall, dimly lit by sputtering torches and iron sconces. The torches cast odd shadows across the faces of eight stone gargoyles, squatting motionlessly on the rim of the domed ceiling. Cracked and faded ceiling frescoes are covered by decay. Double doors of bronze stand closed to the east, which is where you know in front of you. Uh, to the north, a wide staircase climbs into darkness. A lit hallway to the south contains another set of bronze doors, through which you hear the sad and majestic wail of the violin. An elf with round skin and long black hair descends the wide staircase, quiet as a cat. He wears a gray cloak over black studded leather armor and has a polished scimitar hanging from his belt. Mm. My mistress is expecting you. He says. He slowly descends the last few steps of the grand stairwell and places himself directly in your path. He bows towards you, but he never lowers his head, ever keeping his eyes on all of you. 
As, still in a deep bow, he swiftly motions his arm to the side, indicating the path opposite the stairwell. Without another word, he straightens his form and begins to lead you in that direction. Ah, thank you, my good man. This way, I'm Professor Clayton Azran. Do you have a name? This way, my mistress waits. All right, Uh, yes, please, please do lead the way. I'll usher everyone past, and I'll just take one last look up the staircase opposite of where we're going, just to make sure nothing is charging at us. You look, and it's dark, but... There is nothing there. Victoria, are elves normally like this? Well, I'm, I'm but a half-elf. Um, but no, I've not seen someone quite like that. Well, perhaps he is not leading us towards our doom. You make your way deeper in. As the strange elderly elf <coughs> leads you deeper into the castle, the torchlight begins to flutter against the walls of a vaulted hall. To the east, an arched hallway stretches for 20 feet, ending in a spiral staircase that goes both up and down. Next to the hallway, a suit of armor, oiled and glistening, stands at attention in a shallow alcove. To the west, large double doors hang slightly open, and a steady bright light escapes through the opening. The swelling of music comes from behind the doors, spilling its melody into the hallway at your feet, a song of power, love, pain, and defeat. You watch as he motions his hand towards the open door. Can I... In- no, I was just clarifying. Is it these yeah. double doors, not, yes. the, not the spiral staircase? Yes. Has the little elf mm. uh, made any sort of... I just I want to see if his expression has changed, uh, locking eyes on Sergei, if he has noticed him at all. Okay. He's He's been looking between you. Um he looks disgusted by all of you equally. Okay. Hey, hey, before we go in anywhere, I think we make a group decision right here and now. We let the professor, we let Victoria handle things. Three of us and Sergey, let us just be on guard, all right? Agreed? Agreed. Sergey, you stay here and you wait for your cue. None will wait. I'll go in. The, the, the point is, I'm trusting you. You understand that? What if I say the wrong thing? You're not going to say the wrong thing. You yelled at me before when we didn't give you respect and agency. And I'm making it known now that I'm giving it to you. All right? I trust you. All right. But you will give the word when the time comes. And I'll be prepared to burn it all down. Well, that's on the professor. You would not burn the castle down. Maybe not in front of the the gentleman here. (laughs) You would go in, the mistress waits. All right, then. Damn it. And I'll take my hat off, actually, and I'll follow the professor. I'll have that moment. Go ahead, sorry. I'll look at Shepard. Politeness. Three enormous crystal chandeliers brilliantly illuminate this magnificent chamber. Pillars of stone stand against dull white marble walls supporting the ceiling. In the center of the room, a long, heavy table is covered with a fine white satin cloth. The table is laden with many delectable foods, 
Roasted beef basted in a savory sauce, roots and herbs of every taste, and sweet fruits and vegetables. Places are set for each of you with fine, delicate china and silver. At each place is a crystal goblet filled with an amber liquid with a delicate, tantalizing fragrance. At the center of the far west wall, between floor to ceiling mirrors, stands a massive organ. Its pipes blare out a thunderous melody that speaks in its tone of greatness and despair. Seated near the organ, facing away from you, a single caped figure slides a bow along the strings of a dark wooded violin. She sways in time with the music, lost in raptured ecstasy. The figure suddenly stops, and as a deep silence falls over the dining hall, she drops the bow to her side as she slowly rises from her plush velvet tufted seat. She slowly turns towards you. For a second, you see shock ripple across her stone-like visage as her eyes meet those of her brother, Sergei. It's hard to tell if the smile that slowly overtakes her face is truly genuine. Can I see if it's genuine? <laughs> no. DC is too high for got that. It, got it. Okay, I just thought I'd ask. Well, welcome to my home. Hello. You watch as she saunters over. She drops the bow and the violin to her side, slowly resting them on the settee that she has risen from. As she slowly guides over, you notice that she has no armor on. Her dress at first looked nearly black, but you see that it is the deepest of reds. As the satin of the trail glides behind her, you notice the plunging V neckline on the front that goes nearly down to her belly button, faintly um, faintly gilded in a, in a crisp black lace that travels all the way up and around her neck. The red golden brooch around her neck shimmers in the candlelight as she turns towards you. Her hair is up and tousled and curls as it trails down her back and you watch as she glides towards Victoria. You're almost shocked to see that the plunging neckline is not nearly as plunging as that of the neckline in the back as it barely graces over her lower back. She moves towards you. She holds out her hand. If set a place for you next to me, let us dine together, friends. For the first time ever, I am not like going for my weapons. I'm going to be very much like arms crossed, kind of like try to be relaxed, but I'm not doing anything threatening very intentionally. Okay. Shall we sit? She takes your hand and she slowly raises it to her lips and she does not break eye contact as she places her lips across your knuckles. You can feel the warmth of her breath across your skin as she kisses your flesh. She flips your hand over to the palm and she lays a kiss there. Let us dine. Well, thank you for your hospitality. This looks lovely. Brother, it is good to see you this evening. My sister, it has been a long time. You look beautiful. And you are ever handsome. Please, take a seat. I'll sit next to Sergei, but I'll like lean my Naginata against the wall, like away from the dining table as to not disrespect. I'm gonna take a seat next to the professor. All very like loudly, like, Ey! 
It's kind of like very slowly nice. sit down. <laughs> and I'll sit uh, as far away from Shredanya as I can. And I'm going to sit down and I'll try to like see if like the chair will accommodate my tail. <laughs> and it, then, it does. There's an opening at the back. You're easily able to place your tail through. And rather than place, oh, I'm going to place my lantern down, but I'm going to hook my tail around <laughs> the back of it so it's on my person and just kind of keep it beneath the chair. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that you had a lovely trip. The carriage picked you up on time. Yes, it was made made our trip quite short, actually. Impressively short. And who is excited for a wedding? Lovely. I, for one, am very excited. I'm very much looking forward to it. The castle has been in quite the tizzy, trying to get ready. It looks uh, very nice indeed, and uh, I'm sure the ceremony will be very impressive. I'm sure with my lovely brother back in our midst, he would facilitate the wedding for us. And you see as they make eye contact, Sergei doesn't say a word, but he nods almost as if in agreement. It's hard to tell whether he's nodding that he'll do it or that he hears what she's saying, but she seems to accept the gesture. Well, um... Is this, uh, what, what do we have in front of us it here? It is a roast beast. Ooh. Uh, well, I guess we'll just dig in. Everyone help yes. themselves. I, without even, like, you know, after he says that, I basically just grab my plate and, like, start to, whether I have to cut it myself or whatever, <laughs> I, I go for it. I'm not hesitating. I'm Are there any eggs anywhere? Taking yes. the lead, so to speak. <laughs> And I start to help myself to a plate of food. It's gonna be it's gonna be the rescuers down under. <laughs> it's it's very it's very Hogwarts esque. You notice that as you consume, more and more things seem to appear on the plates. I'm just going for eggs. I'm definitely inspecting it. Like I'm not just eating it, but I'm I'm making it look like I'm just taking the lead to help myself to food. Okay. Does it seem like if we envision it, it'll appear kind no. of thing? No. I uh, <laughs> I scour the table for an, an edamame appetizer. No. You're not. I, you you do notice that there are some doing? stringed beans, which are the closest thing that you could imagine. They seem to be in a nice vinaigrette. I, I look at the string beans. I look at Stradaga sheepishly. I see if there's like any sort of like chef or handmaid around. It's you and Stradaga. Uh, uh, Sergey, if you may pass the green beans, please. I love, love beans. <laughs> Sure, they're right in front of you, but I want to just, as I've made myself a plate and begin to cut this roast beef, I want to like smell it before I eat it. Does it, does it anything smell off or is it just, what is, what was the role? What would be the role for this for poison? Oh, uh, survival. survival, survival, yeah, we're survival. That's how I would rule it. This is why you have another DM at your table. So when you don't know what the rules are, he can tell you. 18. 
That's good. You you smell it. it there are no. F- there you're looking for the the faint sour or um, pungent odors of anything that might be um, rancid or poisons or or anything that might seem off and you don't get a sense of anything. I it seems it. to be perfect. As, as it's I, delicious. As I see, I'm following kind of Shepard's lead and just kind of eating and I see like Hana looking around and like thinking of the stuff and I'm just going to glare at her. <laughs> meal, Hana. Are you eating it with the shell on? What? Are you eating with the shell on? Oh yeah, 100%. I like my tongue. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I'm like gingerly scraping a few be- green beans onto my plate in family style. Two hands pass it uh, with a half bow to Sergey. With, would you like some beans, Sergey? As well, an appetizer. Yes, Kana, please. And so I'll, I'll like use my fork to uh, push some beans onto his plate, and then uh, I'll. Um, so next. Would you like some beans? <laughs> and I just put the plate down and it like clatters for a second and I just <clears throat> go back to eating the beans. I, I'm very intentionally sticking to mostly meat and staying away from anything baked, okay. wheat based. Fuck all that shit. Good no bread, this. Dream pastries. <laughs> <you know? laughs> As I, I'm done, like I'm done glaring at Sana, I look over at you yeah. two and I'm just like. It's what, a what? very good beans. I'm trying to say something to me. The garlic in these green beans really pairs so You're well. You're watching as Kana is taking her fork <laughs> and she's trying to stab the bean, but every time she touches it, it rolls to the other side of the plate. Near the clatter of the fork hitting the plate, she tries again, and one of them pops up and hits Sergey in his collar and oh, he I'm looks over at her. So sorry. Kana! So he, without garlic. saying a word, <laughs> reaches to the side and hands her a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Kana, garlic, oh, don't, don't like be insensitive. Oh. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> well, thank you. Kana, of all of the tales. Professor, so I believe you were saying something about I castles am. or weddings or something <laughs> that isn't that Kana, anything Kana has to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just you know, be red, like my hairs are on. I'm just staring at my food. Like Kana almost ashamed. got eaten by wolves once. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had direwolf? Uh, We've eaten it on the road, as you do. No. No, I've never had no. <laughs> <laughs> A good proper Greek accent, yes. <laughs> Alright, time out. Time out. Good meet this as well. I, I, Could you make dinner with Stradania any more awkward? In all seriousness, I have said, in character, I've said nothing. Yes. Yeah. Very, very, to keep the record straight, I've said nothing. <laughs> I just really want my edamame. <laughs> do you know where we are, anyway? Um, <laughs> I do not find myself often eating direwolf. Um, go- this meal's very delicious. Uh, uh, I'm very glad it's not direwolf, though. Um, what they mean to say is it's so kind of you to greet us with such a lovely meal after our journey. Of course. I would not allow for you to go hungry. Of course not. So what do you think about your seeing your brother? I thought that his presence would be a lovely uh, wedding gift. Yes, I'm sure you did. Uh, does it please you? 
as I'm like using my cutler, cutlery, I'm making a, a, a too much noise. It's it's weird. <laughs> like I'm like aggressively cutting the meat, and like I'm not exactly for as for as like refined as a gentleman I might be as a cowboy. My eating manners aren't as nice as you would think, and I'm like aggressively cut clink clink clink. clink. Yeah. A, a, a flick of eggshell flies up and hits you in the head. <laughs> I am not sure that pleased is the word I would use. Oh, As wow. I am still in shock, it has been too long. Yes, several hundred years, I would think. Victoria, Darwin, you are not eating. Huh. I suppose it's a bit of nerves. Let me help you. You see as she reaches over, her bosom's heaving as she begins to cut a slice of roast beast in front of you. She places it onto a fork. It's a, it's a dainty bite. As she leans forward and she tilts your chin up and she feeds it to you. I'll take the bite and just kind of, you know, wipe my face a bit. And, um, oh boy. <laughs> Well, you will need to rest, I believe, after dinner. There is so much to do with a wedding on the way. So I will be indisposed for a night or two, but I will make sure to come and find you when it is time to make the final preparations. Great. Uh, do, do you have a specific... So it will it be in two days' time, three days' time? Hmm. I'm unsure. Rush these things, Professor. Well, in case we want to invite guests, we don't want to necessarily give them a vague time of come in a few days. You might miss it. <laughs> if you would like to invite a guest, you may let me know their name and I will send an invitation. Oh, no, I'm all right. <laughs> I was going to say, Professor, I didn't realize you had friends and family here in Barovia. Well, I, I'm just wondering in case, like, we maybe would like Blinsky me, would. Would you like have me some to tours? send for your family outside of Barovia? No, no, I'm quite all right. I was your just wife thinking. wife and daughter may like to be here? Um, no, you don't have to worry about that. I was thinking maybe Blinsky could be here, or or maybe, um, you know, some of the other colorful characters we've met along the way. Out of character, do we know that he has a wife and daughter? In character. He's never talked about it. You talked about it to... Well, Arabelle said something else. Oh. I, that's what I'm saying. I oh, thought yeah, somebody... We did, oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, Arabelle, because she's, yeah. she's a six-year-old. That's right, so she, wow. did, she did tell us, and we had a conversation. Okay. But I told... You asked me, and I told you no. Remember? But then, wasn't it revealed that, like, oh, that it was all, like, a ruse? Because of your family curse. I would say, you don't actually know and He has never told you anything. It was, like, cryptic. What oh, she said. Got it, got it, got it, got it. was sort of cryptic. I'm making a skeptic face. Uh, none of that will be necessary. Um, of course not. Uh, I was just wondering in case, you know, Brovi is such a lovely place with... Well, it would be rude of me. You brought my family to me. I should bring your family to you. Well, this isn't my day. This is Victoria's day. Yes, that's right. So it should be about her, not my family. But Blinsky or someone else, I don't know. <laughs> God damn it, Rand. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. God damn it, Fuck, you're making it really hard. <laughs> yeah. You're making this really hard. Sorry, okay. <sighs> what are we I have no. What else I was supposed to do? Your drag? delivery is too good. <laughs> it's too good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> 
<clears throat> Apologies. Uh, went down the wrong pipe. Uh, anyway, um, I'm very excited, and I'm happy for for everyone involved, and and uh, I'm sure it will be a lovely, lovely time. Um, it will. I think we're all quite excited for the event. Yes, is that excitement I sense in your face, Shepard? A what? Excitement, darling. Is that what I sense in your face? Yeah, I'm thrilled. And yes, this is just my face. Tell me, what do you look forward to most with the wedding? Between myself and your dear friend, Victoria Isaacs? I look forward to the limitless amount of joy that weddings bring. That is a lovely answer. Yes, well said, Shepard. Happiness <laughs> and joy and wonderful times. Should we invite the children from the Abbey of St. Markovia? I don't think that'd be necessary. Well, I feel that we will need a... We will need a f- someone to bear the flowers and the ring down the aisle. There is a small girl and a little boy, Thomas, I believe, yes. Someone as well off- That would be perfect, I think. Someone as well off as yourself has plenty of people to help with those things. We certainly don't need to bring the children into this. Well, as it stands, children do bring a sense of joy and childlike freedom to an event, I think. It might be necessary. Um, if, if I may, I believe Thomas... If you may what? Thomas may have consumed all of his snow days uh, for the year. The weather has been quite uh, gruesome uh, where he is, and uh, he may not be able to... Do you mean in the abbey where the sun shines currently? Uh, no, I meant the, the village... Of Christ, he's, he's hard at, at his studies. He, he, he needs to learn, um, and he's being well taken care of, and he, he is quite busy. On hallowed ground. Yes, and Countess, perhaps a more <coughs> intimate. or for you, Anya, if you prefer. My love. A more intimate ceremony, perhaps. As you wish. Okay. <clears throat> now, I think you can tell that my comrades are quite tired. Yes. Clearly. Exhausted. Well, you will find Delirious, your, it seems. You will find your... Lo- this is getting really hard. <laughs> With all of the uh, English accents over on the side of the table. <laughs> Sorry. You will find your room at the top of the tower. Like a princess. Of course. We will all stay, same room? If you wish. I'm going to take my leave now. I'm feeling exhausted from all of the conversation and the emotions at having seen my brother here tonight. So happy to see you. (laughs) Good night, then. And you watch as she slowly rises. Shell caught in your throat. <clears throat> yes, actually. <clears throat> Thank you. And 
are we free to move about the castle or are your you have not harmed us but are your creatures of the night of the same disposition <coughs> the denizens of the castle will do as they will but they will not displease their lady while you are in residence with my future wife you may may find yourselves indulging in the foray around the castle if you so choose. I cannot promise safety, but I will not hinder your progress. You see as she, a faint smile appears on her face. I am feeling <coughs> starved, so I will take my leave. Good night, sweet dreams. You watch as she slowly night, turns Antas. and begins to walk from the room. The door shuts behind her. Music still playing throughout the room. Damn it! Mr. Shepard. She's not going to get those kids. I, she's taunting us. She can't step fucking foot. She can't touch She me. is powerless. She would have done it if she could. It was a pathetic threat. Don't worry about it, Shepard. It's you not... can't let her get to you. You make it too easy for her. She, phys she physically can't reach those children. Nothing she can do can bring them here. I'd like to see her fucking try. She's trying to mess she with our heads. She would burn alive. It would be quite... A pleasing display. Damn right. If she did try. She's done it before with Velaki. And the Abbot is the Abbey, so they're only as protected as long as he makes it hollow ground. And the sunlight. Eternally sunlight. She is powerless at the Abbey. The children are safe so long as they don't wander off due to their childhood whims. I presume that children have childhood whims. They, they won't, they won't. That involve wandering. We taught them <laughs> often otherwise. We taught them well, they know. I hope so. Perhaps I could send a message to Irina or the other children individually, perhaps put, it's fine. It's fine. put a fear into them so don't they do not save, wander. Save your strength. All right, I trust them. Very well. And they best not wander. We know that there are werewolves in the woods nearby, <laughs> and we never took care of them. I was going to say it's the same myself. Very dangerous outside grass. Fuck. There are werewolves there. Don't you understand? If they can't the leave, they won't leave. Uh, Sergey, is there any reason for us the to whale. be worried the about the children? Today? <laughs> yep, this is going to be a two session. This is be a two I believe the werewolves. <laughs> are perhaps the least of their worries. If I had to make a guess, I'd say they're narratively unimportant <laughs> at this point. So you best be shutting the fuck up about it. If I had to hazard a guess, I believe that the ravens perhaps dealt with them off screen. Mm. Oh, well, I don't know what you mean by screen or narrative, but all I've heard is I've read a lot about werewolves well, in my yes, research, and I haven't seen a single one since I've been in Barovia. <laughs> I was hoping to do quite a bit of research encountering one. Once we burn this place to the ground, you will have your feel of werewolf study. Keep your voice down when you're talking about burning it. My understanding is that the Countess is very well aware of my desires to burn <sighs> this place to the ground, turn it to ash. She may be, but the other 
things in this castle are not. Vile, wicked creatures of the night not worthy of any of our respect. It's not about respect, it's self-preservation until we have a plan in place. We've stumbled our way in here. She's right. We're not picking any fights until we're ready. Sergei, why I'm keeping my trap shut. Is there any reason That's why nice. we should be worried for the children? <coughs> Turn to Sergei. Uh, I just kind of want to study his face for a second. Is there any reason for us to be worried about the children? Are they in danger in the Abbey? She wouldn't As long there. as they stay in the Abbey, they are not at the danger. But if their childlike whim gets the better of them That's and they I do said. find themselves wandering or playing, her threats are not without truth. That's not going to happen. All right, we trust Irina. We trust the Abbot. Everything is going to be fine. Well, perhaps Mr. Sarnak should send a message, just reiterate how crucial it is that they remain at the Abbey. If you feel that's necessary, Sarnak, then do it. I will do so before bed, lest we encounter vile creatures of darkness. That's wise. Maybe do it sooner than that. We don't know where she's gone off to. Perhaps. To feed, clearly, but on whom? I think it can wait until the evening. Well, it is getting late. And the children are probably already in bed. And we discussed all staying in the same room. Yes. Surprised she was gonna allow that. She snuck up on Victoria when I laid immediately next to her on the ground. She could very well do it again in her own home. So be it. Not if we are in the magnificent townhome of Professor Clayton Azran. That actually raises a good point. What stopping anybody from opening up the lid and just sauntering on in? They would need to use some powerful magic to open it, but it's not technically impossible. And it isn't visible once we go inside. I appreciate your honesty. Uh, Perhaps it's worthwhile keeping watch. One of us outside the case at all times, or at least by the stairway leading down into the case. I don't know how the fuck I'm going to sleep in here anyway. You're right, it almost seems strange sleeping in a lavish townhome when you're in such mortal danger. But I do think that Shadanya knows our motives and we know hers. And I think she thinks that no matter what we do, she'll get what she wants. So I'm feeling a bit confident in our ability to traverse Unstopped. Can we at least get the fuck out of this dining hall and maybe go see what we're dealing with in these sleeping quarters and then formulate a plan from there? Under the assumption that she's listening at all fucking times. A fierce, bone-chilling wind rises up and roars through the halls. You can see through the partially open doorway the lit torches in the hallway beyond are extinguished. You cover your ears as the sound of hundreds of screaming ancient rusty, rusty door hinges sing in unison as they slam shut around the entirety of the castle. Their pleas echo through the endless halls, and then, even louder still, the sound of the portcullis clang shut outside, as if following suit the tired groans of the aged drawbridge can be heard pulling itself closed. Finally, silence descends upon you. Only for a second, as the door in the dining room slams shut, the entire room shakes with the force. The ringing of the wine glasses and the chandeliers cause you to feel lightheaded as they reach a near fever pitch before falling silent once more.
What in the ever living fuck was that? Uh, oh. Well, the, they're taking the door up, the, 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 the drawbridge up for the night. That seems like standard practice for a castle. I'm gonna scooch back from the table That's and good. just saunter over to the wall and grab my nugget out and stand back by my chair. Oh. I believe that that is it then. There is no leaving this place until our task is complete. Did you say the door to the dining room closed? Yeah, slam shut. You watched as you would hear the doors all over Captain <coughs> Ravenloft slamming shut. <clears throat> and all of the light sconces outside of the dining room went pitch oh. black. And then the door slammed. Well, fuck. Is the organ still playing? It is not. <sighs> Could someone check the door? Certainly. I'll walk over and try the door handle. You try the door handle and it moves easily as you look out into the hallway that you'd entered from. It is pitch black. And it was lit before. Mm-hmm. I close it shut. I can't see anything out there. I guess the sconces have been extinguished. Any chance we see that uh, gentleman from earlier who might be able to take us to our fucking quarters? Hopefully not. I think we should find our way. You want to stumble around here blindly? If I had the two guests, yes. I believe that now that the Countess has left, the castle, its darkness, its own mind has reverted to a ruined, abandoned place of death and evil. No longer welcoming, we're going to have to make this journey alone. I have to agree with Mr. Sarnax. They are linked, she and this castle. I want to walk over to the organ and, okay. and just, like, investigate it. Take a look at it. Roll an investigation check. It comes alive and eats you. Mm-hmm. Damn, I am rolling, like, garbage. Uh, one. Hot garbage. That's a five plus five plus five is 15 still. <laughs> Looks like an organ. I'm going to just press a note. You press a note? Does it play? Yeah. Mm. Is it in tune? It plays. Professor, I didn't know you played. I'll sit down and I'll uh, (laughs) throw my jacket out from (laughs) the AP. I'll sit down. And I'll just play like a a C chord, a C minor. You do that. I don't have organ music on this playlist because that's Alphonse's thing. Um, I just want to sort of being proficient in piano, I want to see if I can like somewhat play. Do I get a sense of how to play it? You do. I want to. It's not. It's not perfect, but it's good enough. In an attempt to to seem hospitable, and you know, keeping up with the charade, I want to sort of like try to remember what she was playing to, and just kind of like stumble around it and see if I can like kind of play that out, like just sort of a, a rough approximation of what I think she was playing mm-hmm. earlier. Okay. Roll a roll a performance check. Hmm. Can I add my proficiency since yes. I'm proficient in... Oh! That's how that works. So it's still... Uh, Twenty... Just waiting for the Davy Jones tune to come on. Yeah. Twenty-two. You are able to find the notes as you begin to play Shredanya's theme on the organ. Ooh. Roll a perception check for me at advantage. Fuck yeah. I get kind of a shiver up my spine. She starts on button. Perception? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, that is a 21. As you're playing, you it's you're able to hear the notes before you play them and you know exactly where to move your fingers to. And though you've never played an organ before, it comes naturally to you. And as you hit the note and you move your foot onto the pedal, there's resistance. You look down and you see scrapes, marks along the floor that suggest that the organ can be slid. Shut the fuck up. Outward. I'll kind of let the song resolve of like where I think it naturally feels good and I'll kind of end on a, a chord. Sneak it out. Like you do for, you know, <laughs> and then a big uh, organ song. Um, quite impressive, Professor. Well done. It was beautiful. It plays beautifully. Despite how old it is. Let that be the funeral dirge of the Countess. Should I call for the elf? Well, wait. This organ can be slid forward. What? I noticed it while playing. There are scratch marks here on the ground. And there must be some way to move it. Mm. Perhaps they move it for some other reason, but I believe it may be hiding some kind of entrance. I mean, do you think we get... How massive is this thing? It's, It's really huge. But Clayton, you playing it, you figure, you realize which pedal it was. You believe that there's a pedal that you could push that may activate the organ. I think that this pedal here, if I press it hard enough, could open it. Just like that. Well, I bring it up because I want to ask you, should I try? Yes. We should be prepared to be met with darkness. If we do this, as with all things moving forward, there's no going back. As long as we all understand that. We make decisions now. Those decisions are permanent. And at any given moment, we're looking for a fight. We have a secret weapon. We have wickedness to seduce the wickedness. Exploit her emotions. Sergei, do you trust us? Yeah, totes, bro. I I don't want to make you uncomfortable. (laughs) I'm convinced. I don't want to ask you to do anything you don't want to do. Sega, that was pretty radical. (laughs) I'm glad we have your bio. You're you're almost as cool. I extend my hand and go, woogity, 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 woogity. You know, Sergey, you're almost as cool as this lich we (laughs) met once. Oh, that cool lich. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I I expected a demi lich or a Draco lich, but a cool lich I hadn't read up on. Yes. Anyway, yes, I'll said all. Sergey's going to answer his oh, question. Oh, sorry. No, Clayton <laughs> Azran. Um, Seems like an answer to me. I do, I do trust you. I have mixed emotions that I need to find a way to reconcile. I, looking at Stradania, I see my sister in there. We were best friends when we were young. She was my best friend. And I see her there somewhere, but it is clouded, it is dark, and for a moment tonight she looked at me, and I knew her. And then she was gone. I can't begin to imagine how difficult that is. And I'm not going to try, because it's not my place. But I put my trust in the professor, and we're going to be making some difficult decisions. In the next couple of days, and I just got to know your wills. There is no other choice for me. She, she sealed her fate when she took Tatiana from me. I will not give her the chance 
to take Irina from me. I will follow you. If you want to travel behind the organ, I will go. But I will let you know now. There is something I need from my crypt. And I will go alone, or I will go with you. But one way or another, I will go. I cannot make that choice for you. I will go with you. We are not letting you go alone. Absolutely not. We will get what you need. We all allegedly have something to find down there. Mm, that's right. All right. Then we're all on the same page. Professor, right. let her rip. Wait. <clears throat> Should we lock the door? <laughs> with what? I don't and so while that's happening, I'm playing that song and I press the pedal and like the stage kind of starts to turn around. <laughs> Start to loosen. You um, watch as the as Clayton plays the chord and presses firmly down on the pedal. It gives you resistance at first, but you feel as it clicks and it slides in. You are able to move out of the way as the as the organ itself moves forward out of the wall, sliding against the stone. The grinding sound is so loud it echoes through the room, shaking the chandelier, uh, all three of the chandeliers hanging from the ceiling and showing to you a small open passageway leading into darkness. Which I will remedy. I'll whip my hand around and we'll bullseye it and just kind of cast my light down the hallway. I'm going to uh, stand right next to or behind Sarnax if it's only one person with and withdraw judgment from its holster. Thank Making you. your way into the dark space behind the behind the organ, the bullseye lantern of Sarnax's uh, vestige is easily able to to illuminate the area. You find yourself in what ap- what appears to be the southernmost archer's post. The castle courtyard is clearly visible through arrow slits in the north and west walls. Leaning against the walls are mirrors of various sizes, some as tall as a human, and others small enough to fit in a backpack. seems strange that there's mirrors lying here. Uh, does it look like Sarnax's light is like bouncing off in a particular way? Off of the mirrors, yeah. It's being reflected all over the hallway. And you said that these are like framed yeah, They're mirrors. mirrors of various sizes. Just all kinds. Just hundreds of mirrors. Are they hung or are they sitting on the ground? They're, some of them are just, sitting on the okay. ground. None of them seem to be hung. It looks like they've been taken and placed here. Okay. Um, haphazardly. I'll look behind one. If I can, like, take one off the wall. General investigation. 25. You you take one of the mirrors off the wall. You move a few of them here about and here and there in the corners. And the only thing that seems to be in this room is mirrors and a thick layer of dust. Are there any that you said there's some that were smaller than mm-hmm. others? Uh, is there are there any that are so small that I could just like almost like a pocket size yeah, mirror? They're handheld mirrors. I want to pick one up and take it. Add it to your inventory. And I'm just going to, like, slide it in my... You do that. Because uh, I'm amused. I'm just yeah. amused Did we by see it. any mirrors as we walked through to the dining room? No. Can I... Do I... I know that vampires don't have a reflection. 
right? I would say you would know that, yes, with your research. I deduce that basically she took all the mirrors in the house and threw them here because it made her mad that she didn't have... Could not see a reflection, yes. Oh! For the record, I'm not, I didn't, I'm not metagaming it. I just think that the mirrors are amusing. (laughs) Um... She, these were probably all the mirrors throughout the castle. Why? Vampires do not have a reflection. Bullshit. If you were to hold up a mirror, that mirror you just pocketed, if you were to hold it up to Shredanya, she would not appear. You would see the, the room behind her. Well, I'll be damned. Why is that the case? It's the nature of their undeath, the vile unholiness. It's almost like reality itself doesn't accept their existence as it shouldn't. Professor, does that extend to uh, the spawn as well? Not a full vampire? Do you know? I believe it does. I believe it does. And that's the case. I'm going to I'm gonna like kind of go over to, to Shepard and say, may I see that very quickly, Shepard? Of course. I'm going to hand it to Starnax. I'll take a look and I'll kind of look to see if I can see Victoria. <laughs> you can see her reflection clearly in Mr. there. Mr. Starnax. <laughs> I was just observing. I this see. <laughs> Excuse me. Do any of the mirrors appear destroyed, or did all there, I would say there are probably a couple that are broken. Do they look like they were intentionally broken, or just no? Like, they probably they just fell in their place gotcha. and shattered. Mr. Well, Shepard, perhaps we all should take a small mirror. Well, I, I mean, I'm not really sure how that would help. I just was kind of amused by all of the glass. I, I mean, do what you want. I mean, is there any kind of uh, 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 property that would help us find something like that? Look. No, it's just an important clue. I've been doing this a long time, and it doesn't sound like that would be helpful in any way. I'll put the mirror back if it makes you uncomfortable. I just, I, I took it because I thought it was interesting. No, it's up to you. You feel free to take it. What I believe this clue is telling us is that she indeed resents her curse. And I think... As we've been saying, there's more at play than Rosanya <laughs> herself. And actually, might be a good idea to take the mirrors. We don't know who we will meet, who will try to pass themselves off as regular people. And if we can check to see whether they have a reflection, that is something my sister may not expect. Well, shit. My thought precisely. Thanks for doing my job better than me. <laughs> You were you were the one who thought to pocket it, whether it was for purely. Now I wasn't stealing. I know you're not insinuating <coughs> that. I no, not at all, actually. Thank you. I, I just meant you put it in your pocket. Smart thinking, Shepherd. Thank you. I always carry a, a lady's compact, so I'm set. But if any of you are so inclined, perhaps that is a good idea. I'll grab a small mirror. Okay. And perhaps, like I have been saying, this is another point that we can utilize to manipulate the Countess's emotions. Trigger her rage, make her make a mistake. I'll grab one of the larger shards of, like, the broken glass, rather than the entire mirror, and pocket that. Okay. You're easily able to all collect the mirror pieces or mirrors that you want. So is there, an, is it just like a kind of hidden room or is there any like extending hallway that we there can is see? There is, so you'll, you should be able to see it on the map yeah. there, but you oh, can see I'm how sorry. the hallway leads down. I, I know it's a large map, so it's kind of hard to see. Um, oh, I see. Like, sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm very, uh, you know, Italian. 
Let's <laughs> let's keep looking down this hallway. You know, Italian. And I'll lead the group down to to sort of this this fork in the road here, and then peek my head both ways. You you make your way towards the end of the hallway, and you look to your right, <clears throat> where it looks to be a turret post. A high domed ceiling caps the thirty foot wide octagonal room before you. Frescoes faded with age adorn the ceiling, but their images are impossible to make out. Tall, thin arrow slits look out over the courtyard. To your left, the turret post access hallway. This long, narrow corridor runs east to west. Cobwebs fill the hall, obstructing sight beyond a few feet. Uh, let's just take a quick look, and let's just—I'll do a quick kind of check around this room here um, to see if there's anything of note of worth. It's pretty much bare. You said there's. Frescoes? They're frescoes, but they're so faded with age that you can't make out what was. Mm. Uh, Fresca? Yeah, you can't make out what what the depiction would have been. Mm. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. The hallway that leads down is, um, it's very dark, and even with the lantern, it's hard to see more than maybe 20 feet in front of you because of the uh, massive amount of cobwebs that are lining the areas. Yikes. I'm going to take my Nakinata where I can see. I'll try to, like, scrape down the cobwebs and just wipe them on my pants and clear it up a little bit. Do not. <laughs> where do you think we should go next? Do we go down this dark hallway? or We didn't walk behind the organ to just yes. stand here. Let's continue. Is it, were you able to... Were we able to... Once the cobweb... Does it look like there are things behind the cobwebs, potentially? The cobwebs are just oh. down this hallway here. Oh, got it, got it. Yeah. So I'm just going to take the time as the... Or do we think that fire will harm anything we don't want harmed? Granted, I want to harm everything here except for us. For what purpose? To burn away anything that the ancient decay and remnants of times past would be hiding. Yes. Perhaps more of that slime we saw outside. Be dreadful to stumble into something unknowing. Well, before before you do that, let me just try something. And I want to try to uh, reparum, I think was the word. I'm going to try to cast mending on one of the frescoes to see if it does anything. Uh, you're able to mend a little bit of it, but it's still not enough to depict um, the paint itself is chipped away and fallen away. There isn't enough of it to piece back together in a way that you'd be able to get the full image. Do you feel like we need to destroy property up until when we need to? Could that jeopardize our position? Mm-hmm. I am fine holding back. I wish all I wish to do here is destroy property. And life. I'm with the professor on this one. Just wait till we got the right moment. All right. Very well. We're still inside. I defer to the expedition. Please. Onward. And we'll head down this hallway here. You make your way through the cobwebs, and it it takes longer than you'd expect with the amount of cobwebs that you have to clear away, but you are able to do it, constantly keeping, staying vigilant for any sound of movement, uh, any strange noises. You don't see anything. You make your way to the very end, and you see a staircase that descends down. This long, hollow sigh of the wind breathes a semblance of life into this otherwise featureless staircase. Just simple stone and darkness. Just down, not up. Just down. I kind of just, like, look over my shoulder at Sergei. This might be where we wanted to go anyway. 
down could be towards the crypt. Let's proceed. Would you like me to go first? Please. Uh, with judgment in hand, I proceed down the staircase. I'll be right behind him. Okay. You make you begin to start making your way down the staircase. Let me see which map I need to have you change. Yikes. You make your way down the stone stairwell. There's nothing of note here. It's old, filled with cobwebs. It's dusty. Your footsteps echo with every step that you take. And you eventually find yourselves spilling out into another another hallway that leads to yet another. It's damp here. You can tell that you're getting you're making your way further into the earth. This ten foot wide arched corridor is cold and moist. The cold seems to emanate from an open archway to the west along the west wall. Uh, let's continue onward. So we'll we'll go down. Uh, if Andy or, or uh, Maya could move the, the piece, sorry. Yeah. It's not me farting, I'm sorry. It's my butt on the chair. It, it's okay. okay, you're a liar. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Like we'll, we'll look in. <laughs> we'll look in there. Like a sweet summer breeze. <laughs> and which direction are you going? We're go- we'll, we'll look into this room here that has the, um, this room here. Sickly yellow lichen covers the ceiling of this cold, damp, ten-foot-wide passage running east and west. Opening off both sides of this passage are ten-foot square alcoves that contain rotting cots, rags, and the skeletal remains of castle guards. A deathly silence fills the hall. Some sort of quarters? Let's split up and investigate. Right. Uh, Counter-argument. Perhaps we stay together. Investigate. Well, it's a small enough room. I mean, you mean just split up amongst the room? Yeah, just amongst that is his. What uh, Say no more, and I proceed all the way to the back. Professor of the and and Have Victoria should lead. I'll go. I'll take the. the I need you all to roll for initiative. Really? Yeah. Oh, dang it! Holy shit! I done goofed. Well, I, I was almost a natty twenty. As a couple of you reach the center of the room, you begin to see as all of the beds begin to shake mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. rumble. The skeletons on top of them of the deceased guards begin to move and animate as they all pull themselves together. They reach under the beds and pull out mm-hmm. weapons, halberds, swords, daggers, and they all charge at you. As you make it towards the middle of the room, these skeletons begin to pile out around you as they all arm themselves looking for battle, uh, Victoria. I am going to, um, I guess, turn to the one that's directly like behind me to that back corner, and I am going to just very quickly firebolt like right in its face. Okay. Okay. Which one? Number seven. That's disadvantage, right? Yeah, yeah I was going to say. <laughs> it's literally getting ready. <laughs> 17. That hits. Nice. 28. Yeah. 10. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, 28. Almost max you, damage. Um, wow. You let loose a uh, a small bolt of fire and send it directly towards one of these skeletal guards. You watch, it, you watch as the fire enters in through its chest cavity between its ribs and completely brings this entity to, um, to embers, and uh, it is dead. Does opportunity attack specifically mention melee attack? Yes. Fuck. But for crossbows, not a melee attack. I get to attack a range. Oh, I'm going to push through Kana to get on the other side of her. Uh, Everyone is within 30 feet of me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to raise my lantern and say, "Creatures of the night, you have no power in the daylight." I'll put my dice. And uh, they all need to make a wisdom saving throw. 
I'm just going to make one roll for... Okay. Uh, 15. 15. They fail, and they're going to take 8 plus 16, 24 points of radiant damage all of them. You incinerate every single one of them. Uh, that's why I said I'll put my dice away. <laughs> <laughs> and as I, as I raise up judgment, they've been... Sin- oh. Oh. <laughs> Well, damn. More, Proceed, more, Professor. Mr. Sonax, quick, quick. Oh, well. Shit. I've seen you do that like a half a dozen times. I'm still not used to it. That's going to come in handy. Just keep that at the ready. I just like the put my time. hand on Sarnax's shoulder and give him a hearty shake. We are fortunate that I am a wielder of the light and these are creatures of darkness. Yeah, the monsters that monsters fear, right? Exactly right. Take a look around, all of us, quickly, before yes. anything else stumbles upon us. We'll each split up and dig amongst the beds. We'll investigate. We find we'll probably all assist Professor Clayton Azran in his investigation <laughs> roll. If I'll, that is acceptable uh, from yes. the DM. I will say you can do that going forward. 20. Looking around the room, you find uh, bits of things here and there. Um, altogether, you collect about 200 gold pieces mm-hmm. worth of coins. Oh. Which you imagine will be very helpful in the coming fight, as you need gold to fuel your spells. No, that's very helpful. I'm trying to keep an eye out for anything that uh, resonates with me from my dream with my master and the uh, the screaming and the chains against the wall. So as I'm looking around, I'm just trying to see if anything. I will say we can. We'll keep that as a running theme. I will let you know if you see anything. Thank you. No roll needed. We'll continue down to this doorway here. You make your way towards the doorway. The door opens with ease. I'll peek my head inside and approach. As you enter in, dark stains cover the floor of this area. Large oak tables, scarred and beaten, lay scattered like toys about the room. Their wood crushed and splintered. Replacing them are furnishings made entirely of human bones. The walls and the 20-foot-high vaulted ceiling are a sickly yellow color, not because they're faded or time worn not because of the faded or time worn plaster, but because they are adorned with bones and skulls arranged in a morbidly decorative fashion, giving the room a cathedral-like quality. Four enormous mounds of bones occupy the corner of this ossuary, and garlands of skulls extend from these mounds to a chandelier of bones that hang from the ceiling above a long table constructed of bones in the center of the room. Ten chairs made of bones are festooned with decorative skulls that surround the table, resting atop which is an ornate bow-shaped vessel made of yet more bones. The door to the north and south are sheathed in bone, but the steel-banded double door in the center of the east wall is not. Above the eastern door is mounted the skull of a dragon. I immediately take note of the skull of the dragon. I'm gonna go Roll a perception check. This is a lot of bone. Walking towards it. They probably do the same. Uh, Perception? Mm -hmm. 25. You immediately look at the skull and you recognize this as the skull of Argenthost. But as you look at it even more, you're able to see splinters and cracks. It is a replica, still unfinished, that is made from human bones. Sarnax, what the fuck is that? Who would have done all of this? This is a ghoulish display, perhaps of mockery of her slain victims. Why the fuck would anyone do this? Wickedness. Hundreds of years of murder. And boredom. Yes. And evil. An entire room covered in bone. Furniture made of bone. 
I want to like look under the table. Is there anything like I'll investigate the room? I guess chips, the spoon. Um. One moment seems like she resents her curse, and the next moment she's relishing in it. Yes, she might not have any over. She might not have any control over when she does and doesn't relish it. How large is the door? Like, how high up is this mockery of Argonvoss' skull? It would take probably about 15 minutes to get down with how much it would weigh. You would need... It's, it's like, enormous? Yes. The okay. the door is way taller than okay. you. You'd need to find some way to climb the wall. Say no down. more, fam. You could potentially shoot at it and destroy it, but nah, pulling I thought it, it down. Be, I thought it was, like, a small... No, it's... It's a giant... Pretty much the okay. same size as the one you took. Not messing with it. I walk over to the uh, smears of red on the ground and just kneel down and touch it and smell it and see if it seems fresh or if anyone's been through here recently. Uh, roll an investigation check, or a survival check. Uh, 11. The blood itself is definitely old. It doesn't look like any of the blood has been spilt recently. As for whether anyone's been through here, that's... It's so haphazard in here, it would be difficult to tell. We should not linger here, unless, Professor, you want to take a quick look around. I already investigated, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so I believe we continue through these doors that aren't covered in bone. I yeah, agree. But I want to know what's on the other side of that fucking door frame. We can come back. Mm, so be it. Uh, I'm going to, I guess, I'll open these doors here. And see, just like take a look down. It is. You open up the doorway. It, just like the others, opens easily. You look down. This hall stands in deadly silence. Heavy beams support a sagging 10-foot-high ceiling. Fog clings to the floor, obscuring everything that lies less than three feet above it. And then you see it. A giant shadow lurches across the ceiling as a dark figure shuffles purposely down the corridor towards you. Stop! I'll cast my lantern out of it. You watch as it is also carrying a lantern. Shrouded behind the shadows of the lantern, your bullseye shoots directly towards it. You see a figure you haven't seen before, but similar to one you had seen, a Mongol folk. A man shambling towards you. He is shorter than the ones that you've seen before. Barely over four feet tall. He's hunched over. The side of his face is covered one side of his face is covered with lizard scales. He has the ears of a panther. His left foot looks like a duck's webbed foot, and his arms are patches of black dog fur. As he seems to adjust to the light, he holds his lantern up a little more and looks out at all of you. Mm. Well, wandering around, I see. Yes. You should get to your rooms, it's late. Who are you? Why are you here? You watch as he continues to to shamble down the hallway. Why are you not at the Abbey? I don't live at the Abbey. I live here with my mistress. How did you come to be? Lots of questions, it's late. I'm a faithful servant to the lady. And you, you're out wandering around. You should get back. The mistress will not be pleased. 
Well, I don't believe the mistress needs to hear about this. She'll know if you've been around the castle. Let me take you to, to the room. Let me take you to the tower. Hold on. Let's go. Hold on. Well, I mean, soon I will also be your mistress. Oh, Lady Victoria, and you watch as he starts to bow before you. Lady Victoria, I didn't see you in the shadows. That's right. So perhaps you should just retire to your room and let us move about as yeah, we but, please. But getting directions might be nice. I can show you I will take you there. Maybe just let us know which way to go. Perhaps we can call on you in a bit when we've done. My room is there. And you see as he points to the first door. Yes. And what do we call you? May call me Cyrus. Cyrus. Wonderful. Well, I look forward to getting to know you. And I will take you to your room. And if you want to get there, you will go this way. And he hunches over and he points the exact opposite direction. This way here. Yes. But I will take you. You let Cyrus know when you want to go. And Cyrus will take you. Only when the lady Victoria is ready. Mistress Victoria. Mistress Victoria is ready. Yes. Well, thank you very much, Cyrus, and we'll be on our way now. If you collect bones, bring them to Cyrus, mistress. There's a room so, full of bone right I behind us. I know, it's my creation. Oh, you, you did all of that. Yes, the dead ones. I collect them, and I make pretty things from the dead ones. So ones who have already died. Yes, ones like you who die. <laughs> May we see your room? Yes, come in. Come in, and you see as he as he moves aside part of his cloak, you see a large um, a large chain around his neck, a golden a golden um, filigreed uh, key hanging around his neck. And as he moves further to the side, you see he holds an iron key ring that's jostling with keys. Which is the room, the room, the bone one. And he takes a bone key, enters it into the door, unlocks it, and pushes it in. Come in, come in to Cyrus' room. Did we notice how many keys that are on that thing on his neck? Maybe the one around his neck, there's only one key. On the the key ring, yes, the key ring, there are many keys. But the one around his neck is a gold key. Gold filigree. We all noticed this. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you for your hospitality. We'll come right in. This 20-foot square room is filled... Wall to wall with clutter, a long sagging bed sits to one side under a huge faded tapestry that depicts Castle Ravenloft. Dusty lanterns sit in various places, and bright curtains are draped haphazardly around the room. Thousands of pieces of junk cover the floor. Broken swords, crumpled shields, and helmets lie in piles all about. (laughs) I just cleaned. (laughs) I'm going to take one step towards him and, like, squat down on my haunches to, like, be, like, level with him and say, uh... You got a lot of keys there. Yes. And as you do this, he reaches out and he begins to caress the barrel of one of your guns. Uh, Okay, don't do that. The mistress here. I like this pack. And you see as he kind of reaches behind you and he feels feels along one of the sides of your pack. I'm going to like swat him and be like, all right, all right, all right. This is a good one. Yeah, yes, yes. Do you have a dagger in there? Stop, stop, listen. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to motion to Victoria and say, the mistress... Yes, Mistress Victoria. Is going to be moving in soon and doesn't seem to have any of the keys that you have. They unlock doors that aren't even locked. (laughs) Don't you think maybe she should have her own copies? 
Oh, we will make you keys. But in the meantime, maybe Cyrus you can lend make you keys. lend her yours. All of my keys. If you see fit for the mistress. All of my keys. I've collected keys for thousands of years. We'll be sure. All of re- my keys. We would be sure to return them to you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You'd have the mistress's word. Perhaps only the gold key is relevant to Not you. my gold key. That is the one we are most interested in. It's beautiful. Well, what does that unlock? It's special and private. Hmm. Professor, I don't want to have to kick his ass. Roll an intimidation check for me, please. Lovely. Unfortunately, strength is not included in... Uh, Intimidation, it's charisma, which is arguably my dump stat. But because I rolled a 19 and I know that I have plus zero to charisma, it's going to be a 19. Oh, intimidation, probably also just a zero. <laughs> yep, 19. You don't happen to have any more of those bones. Oh. Mm-hmm. No, no. I consume no, no. We don't need to. We don't need to be fighting, Cyrus. No, no, no. The key, it opens a special box. It opens a box with Stradonia's signet on it. Oh, yes. It opens the box, and there's special things in the box. And it opens the box. But Cyrus hid the box. Would you be willing to tell us where the box is? Because I up, agree. Up, 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 hmm, it's up. Oh, you want to hear a joke? Why did the monkey fall out of the tree? It was dead! <laughs> <laughs> I just, oh, that's very good. That's a very good job. Why, why is that humorous? No, no, I don't know what the box is. Sometimes death can be humorous. So I'm, I'm confused. Humorous. While this is happening, can I just sort of like kind of shuffle through his desk <laughs> and like see if I can find any record of like the Abbey giving him to Stradania? Sure, or roll like, an investigation check. Is there a bill of sale? <laughs> no. Natural oh, one plus ten oh, plus eleven is the mistress will be so angry. You can't find anything. This everything that's in here seems to be more um, things that he's collected and put here. Cyrus, are you saying uh, that you took the box from the mistress? No, I would never. No, the mistress would be angry if Cyrus took the box. Hmm. No, I hid the box so that people wouldn't find it and use what was within, and I keep the key on me. So they cannot get to it if they find it. That's very smart. I'm just going to look at the professor and say, I I don't want to do this. Do what? We don't have to do anything. That's right. He's he's being fine. He's just being... What is a bee's favorite color? (laughs) Yellow? Yes! (laughs) Why would a bee have a favorite color? It did not matter not to a hive what colors there are. Perhaps can they even perceive color? Uh, we'll let you be, and we may be back if we find that. I will lead you to the room. Not, Not yet. Perhaps you. No, will... when you come back. Yes, that sounds. When fun. we are ready, yes, you will lead yes. uh, Lady Victoria to our rooms when we are ready to return. Yes. Cyrus, does the mistress know where the box is, or only do you know? The mistress knows all. Mm. All right. Well, um, good day. It was a pleasure to meet you, Cyrus. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll be on our way, and we'll be back when we're ready to go to sleep. Yes. Does he also, checking out his face, make any motion when he sees uh, 
Sergey. You he's currently at Sergey. He's picking and prodding at his things. Okay. When you die, I will take these pets. Okay. <laughs> I will uh, usher Sergey out of the room so that he's being the <laughs> mongrel and I'll uh, lead them back into the hallway. At what point are you going to ask me to just take the key? Oh, we don't know what it goes to yet. Oh, come on, Professor. There's no reason of you playing coy here. We all know what this is coming to. He might be mad. The key might not be for anything. We find the box, we'll come back, and we'll take the key from him. We're going to wait that long. If we find the box, there's no reason to beat, to harm or murder this. Why can't you suggest that I, you just give it to us? I wasn't going to beat him into a pulp. I was just going to take the key. I don't think there's any reason to antagonize him just yet. He seems to be pliable. I believe that if you just simply asked him, hello, small creature, I would like the key. He would probably produce it for you. Well, at least maybe for Victoria. That is what I am saying. Sergey, is there any, um, I try to like lower my voice so that the Mongol can't hear us. Oh, um, he's like screaming and wailing in his room. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, is there any, is anything of, is there anything of importance in Stradania's signet box? Anything you can think of. It is not a box I am familiar with. It could be one she's acquired over the past four centuries. You have been dead for 400 years. I have been dead it's for reasonable. a long time. Thank you, Tarnas. You were dead for 400 years. I, yes, that is true. Thank you. Are any of these hallways familiar to you? Do you do you know the way to the crypt from here? I imagine it would be down. I am not going to be much help in guiding you through this place. Understood. That is what I was getting at when I said he was dead for 400 years. Uh, I didn't get gather that from him. Yes, said I'm it saying it's probably, so heavily it in sarcasm. Is probably <laughs> ill-suited for us to be asking Sergei where to go. He is in the same boat as all of us. But for roleplay reasons, I did it anyway. <laughs> but he's long dead. <laughs> I'll open the door. To <laughs> the door opens. Mm. How do you make a purple slime? Do I know anything about purple slime? I don't know, do you? Probably not. I mean, I don't know. Just don't, do you? Sure. I don't. You, you've you done tomb diving, so you know about slimes. I'd say you probably have never heard of a purple slime. Well, they're brewing some kind of creature. Let's just take a quick look. Uh, you literally just said in one sentence that the, the box may not even exist, and now you're taking this oh, the word for something. To... How do you make a purple slime? Dear God. How do, you, how do you make a purple slime? You mix a yellow and a pink one. It's <laughs> not even right. He slowly closes the door. I don't, and goes back I don't even know color theory, but. <laughs> oh, God. I love him. Perhaps I should try to just get some more information and perhaps the key borrow it from him please go ahead I'll take a look around this room that's what he was gonna do I I never mind to do it I'll open the door and just kind of slip in and close it behind me he's sitting there and you you see that he is holding the key in his hand (laughs) and in the other hand he's holding what appears to be an eyeball on a string like an actual goopy eyeball. Oh fuck! Um, it's old enough now. It looks almost petrified. But as you look at it, you Tight. see that the iris is moving from left to right as yep. it's looking around the room. The mistress is key. Lady Victoria. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Um, I was thinking perhaps. 
we could talk a bit more. Ah, yes, Cyrus likes talking. Perhaps another joke you could tell me. Mm. Yes, I will think of one. Fucking blew that eyeball. Think of a joke. Um, I am going to think of a joke, Cyrus. You put him on the spot, and it's hard to do. That wouldn't work. I'm gonna try. Um, (laughs) what do I think that this eyeball does a part of a creature count as a creature? No, damn it. Okay, never mind. Uh, in that case, I want to cast Shatter on the Eyeball. Okay. <laughs> cast Shatter on the Eyeball. And what's the range it was Dang, going to use? What the fuck it's was that? He's going to literally destroy oh, Cyrus. Oh shit, I'm sorry. I forgot that that's like a nice thing. <laughs> Never mind, I don't want to cast Shatter on the Eyeball. Into a million pieces. <laughs> to be fair, it doesn't... <clears throat> Never mind. Oh, I've just walked myself into a pickle here. Um, I hope Victoria just asks him for the key very easily <laughs> and he walks out. That would be enough. I don't want an eyeball spying on me. I guess that doesn't matter. Perhaps she'll ask for an eyeball. Uh, <laughs> what, is a, what do you call a party of books? <laughs> what? A library. <laughs> That's very good, Cyrus. Uh, yeah. Now that those other people are are gone, it's just the two of us. I think it might be a good idea for you to enlighten your new mistress on what is in that box. Ah, oh, Cyrus doesn't know. You don't know? No, but it's precious. Hmm. Well, I think that I would like to see for myself what's in the box. So, perhaps you would be willing to just let me borrow your key. Borrow key? Oh, no. return it to you, of course. No. No, Kent. Mistress would be mad at Cyrus. Well, if you don't let me borrow the key, I fear that I might become angry with oh, you. Oh, big mistress, angry mistress, one or mistress two. Well, it seems to reason that if you anger me, the other mistress will be... Anger mistress two and anger mistress one. Anger mistress one and anger mistress two. That's right. And he starts banging his head on the table. <laughs> Oh, now Cyrus. He starts banging. It actually says it in here. Be angry the mistress. He's going to bang his head on the table. <laughs> I'm not even making that up. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Like, I'll kind of... I'll, 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 <laughs> I just look... Outside the door, I just raise an eyebrow to Sarnax. Like, holy... What <laughs> the fuck's going on? I'll kind of kneel I down think. and gra- kind of grab him and, and by his shoulders and, and sort of whisper to him. Now, Cyrus, it's... Very simple, dear. All you have to do is. No, no, no. I think that the mistress would want you to please me. That's all she wants. And what would please me greatly is to simply borrow this key. Roll a persuasion check. At advantage because you're a mistress. I certainly am. You certainly are. I'm a certainly am. No. Well, fuck me. What did yeah, you say? Twist it. Let's twist let's it. Let's twist it. We should twist it. Oh, I said sniffle. What, what was the... Um, oh, come on. Use the persuasion. It's not like that bad. Let's twist it. One more. Yeah, yeah, We got like a... Yeah. We got a twist. All right. Thank you, chat, for twists. Give one more roll. 
Same thing. Okay. What's well, fate? Yeah. It's 15. The DC was 15. All right. Oh, boy. Make this mistress too mad. Make mistress one. Make mistress one happy. Make mistress. Make mistress too happy. Make mistress one happy. Yes, dear. You give back to Cyrus when done. Very good. Yes, I will. Can Cyrus wear suit at wedding? Absolutely. Can Cyrus eat bones at wedding? Certainly. Just bring some up from from your collection. Kiss Cyrus right here on scaly side of cheek. Mm -hmm. I'll (laughs) pinch his cheek and give him a little peck. Oh, Cyrus like. Goodbye. All right. I take you to room when ready, yes? Yes, dear. Yes. Bye. I'll just pat him. Oh, God, I'm sure out. everything is going very well oh, over there. What do we all see in this room? Meanwhile, I'm like looking in the cauldron, like, oh, a purple ooze. She goes back to us, like, all like, gooped up, like, I can't slam against the walls and shit. The four of you walk into the very next room. Amid the sounds of Cyrus screaming and abrading himself, everything's fine. You are met with the horrible odor of decay. It is billowing from the steaming hot room. A huge pot bubbles over a blazing fire pit in the center of the room, its green, muddy contents churning. The far wall is lined with pegs, hanging from which are numerous large cooking implements, some of which could easily double as implements of torture. You begin to make your way towards the cauldron, looking down into it. And as you do this, three human zombies begin to pull themselves up out of the boiling cauldron. Ah, yes. And in this moment, you hear, no! And running from the other room, directly through your legs, you see Cyrus slide. He rushes over to the wall and he grabs a large slotted spoon and he begins to beat the living shit out of the zombies coming out of the cold. What the fuck? You will not, you are dinner! Get in there! Get in! Get in! And he beats them back into submission. Apologies. Don't get too close to the cauldron. He walks out and heads back to his room. That's Fuck. actually in the book, too. <laughs> Thank you, Cyrus. Oh, well, Anything else dinner. we should be made aware of? Dinner or not? He's proving to be quite helpful. And I'll dangle the key. I was oh. going to say the same thing. This perhaps may be the most useful ally we've encountered <laughs> in Barovia. I find him strangely charming. I find him... Absolutely repulsive, but useful. <laughs> and I prepare to exploit that. I'll just, we'll just take a look around the rest of the room, see if there's anything of note. I keep my eye on the fucking cauldron. <laughs> uh, you look around, and it seems that it's just, it seems to be the kitchen space where he cooks his own meat. Alright, let's continue. Look for a way down. Uh, I guess we'll leave and just go out this way. Arched frames of stone form a low, wet ceiling over the wine cellar. Great casts mm. line the wall, their bands rusted and their contents long since spilled onto the floor. A few hungry rats make their homes here, but upon your sudden arrival, they retreat to the shadows. Mm. Just wine? Does it look like it's from Wizarding Wars? 
You gonna investigate them? I'll walk up and try and open up one of the spouts, if there is one. See if anything comes out of it. 26. For you know, oh. I hear that there have been wine elements. Oh, no, there she goes. Wine elements. <laughs> <laughs> you make your way, Kana, towards the um, towards the the wine barrels along the sides. And you lean down to open one of them, and Clayton stops you. Ah, no, you shouldn't do that. No, you shouldn't do that. Yellow mold appears to be growing on the underside mm. of the cask. Ooh. Does it look anything like the ooze I saw earlier? Ooh. It looks like mold. And well, we ooze. saw mold in the Wizarding of Wine that they used well. for yes, chilling. But they used that for chilling. Was, like was it yellow this or brown? brown? That was brown mold. That was brown, brown mold. Okay. This is yellow mold. No, this stop with it. This yellow mold in these casks. Oh. I. Well, I guess not drinkable. Perhaps sentient and ready to devour us. Mm. It seems as if there is nothing of use down here. Just the sad life of this putrid creature that I pity, somehow pity, and. Although he's repulsive, he's too pitiable to hate. Yes. Well. Did we say we could see the other door in here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but there was only the Argon Boss uh, mimic skull above it. Um, so, is it clear that this stairway goes up? Yes. So, I believe we just go back to the other door that we haven't investigated. I think we should. If we want to go it. down. I'm extremely interested as to why this creature, to his own admittance, has created everything in that room, including the skull. Where do you think he's getting the bones from? I said he found them. Uh, we know that there are plenty of people who have willingly entered this place, allegedly slain Stradania, and then presumably perished. Mm. Not to mention the people that she's brought here. Correct. Yes. Well, let's go take a look through the other door, try to find a way down, and if not, perhaps we just call it a night. Victoria, did he mention to you where the box was hidden? <clears throat> he didn't, no. Um, no. He said it was up high. That's right. Probably in the spires of the castle that we saw from the outside. Do you think it is a cruel joke that Stradania would entrust something as important as a key to allegedly critical boxing possessions to this maddened beast? He didn't seem to know what was in the box. I think that's a possibility that we should definitely entertain, as the professor has previously stated. That's why I'm also not convinced that it's of anything of importance. It might just be the ramblings of a madman. Understood. Join me at this door as I open it. (laughs) This 30-foot square room is in shambles. Scattered furniture lies in heaps near the walls. Broken bones lie scattered amid crumpled and crushed plate armor. Shields and swords jut from the walls as if driven into them by some tremendous force. Mm. Two doors stand opposite one another in the center of the north wall and the south wall. A dark archway leads out through the east wall. I want to walk up around the archway on the right and peer around the corner and just see if there's any more skelly boys 
looming about in the beds. Beware the skelly boys. Hey, skelly boys! (laughs) This dark passage runs for 20 feet, connecting an archway to the west with an ascending stone staircase to the east. To north and south are four 10-foot square alcoves, cluttered with rotting cots and dirty rags. The ceilings here are covered with yellow lichen. Or yellow mold. And then, if you want to roll an investigation check. Skelly boys. Uh, 26. Looking through, you don't find any full skeletons. You find bits of bones here and there. You can see where uh, Cyrus has uh, scavenged a lot from this room. You are able to see that three of these alcoves contain nothing of value. You do find a loose flagstone in the southeast alcove that's that's covered, almost hidden by a cubbyhole, or that's covering a hidden cubbyhole in the floor, in which is hidden a moldy sack containing 150 electrum pieces. Ooh, electrum. Oh, 75 gold pieces. You're so welcome. <laughs> this is useless. Mm. This, this, this has no magical component to it. This this might come in handy. I'm going to, What is it with Brovia and electrum, though? Very strange. Mm. Uh, equipment. It's, it's at this moment that you your attention is brought to Sergei, who's standing at the doors, staring at the walls, the weapons embedded in them. I... This is the Kingsman's quarters, the rooms of the most honored guards. These are those. Those that lived here are those that fought for me. When my sister killed me, they are the ones that turned their blades on her. Sarnax. Sergei. You are a godly man. I do not have it in me to say the words I need to say. Will you say something for my friends? For those I have lost? They were loyal knights that served you. Yes. And the morning lord. They were. Godly men and women themselves. Yes. <clears throat> I'll just nod at him and step forward. These quarters were inhabited by godly men and women that served the light. Not my god, but a good god. A good god of order and light. And although unsuccessful, they did what was right, avenged their leader, and killed the woman that brought darkness to this land. And although that their wishes lay unfulfilled now, I swear now on everything I hold dear that we will avenge them and we will fulfill their mission in the name of the light. In the name of the light. In the name of the light. Yes. In the name of the light. He walks up behind you. and claps his hand onto your back. You can feel his presence next to you, though he doesn't say the word. He's radiating with a thanks, a sense of thanks. Do you know what became of them? I imagine, and he looks towards the other room, that she allowed their bones to be used for furniture, but I could not tell you. This room was theirs. That is what I know. We will avenge them. 
Yes, we will. This stairway leads up. Let's check this door here. This shadowy room is in perfect order. A great table stands here with its chair, inkwell, and quill set carefully in place. Lances, swords, and shields that bear the Barovian crest are hung neatly on the dark oak-paneled walls. I'll go through the desk, and I guess we'll just we'll split up and investigate the room. Uh, roll an advantage. Strange that this room is so intact. 30. You make your way throughout the room, and you don't find anything of interest in the desk or, or um, in the seat or any of the furnishings. It's the north wall that holds the secret. A door. Oh shit! Mm. Oh, Hold up, there, there seems to be some kind of hidden door here. Damn it, another one! You seem to find all the secrets, yes. Professor. Yes, it's yeah. quite a talent. This place is a fucking maze. It's dangerous, but so far it's been <laughs> uneventful <laughs> to a degree. I'm gonna, I guess, try to open this hidden door. It once you've realized it's there, you see that you should be able to push it open. So you begin to push it open. You're met with a waft of drafty air as a staircase descends. Staircase down. Well, I said this before, but maybe this time it's actually the crypts. Yes. We don't know how many floors there are between where we ended up and where we are now. That's right. But we need to go down. That's all we know. And Sure. This will get us there. Are we able to tell, like, because the castle's so high up, are we underground? Yes. Okay. Or you're, you realize that you're at least about to be underground. Okay. Did um, we get any sense of what the table and the quill and all that and the papers or whatever? Just. Just. It's a desk. Yeah, it looks, it looks to be, um, I would say what you're able to discover is that this, uh, this is the Chamberlain's office. It seems to be in use, so there is some sort of Chamberlain mm. that seems to work here, but there is no one present in the room at this point. Huh. I'll go up to the door that we just came through, lock, uh, close it uh, firmly, and just Thank you, Mrs. G. Silver. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for the follow. We'll descend. The staircase of ancient stone is worn smooth. Thick dust covers its steps and cobwebs choke the passage. You make your way down. Come to a small landing. Curves. Heads even further down. You continue to descend. Until you find yourselves looking into a room. A faint glow. This room is 30 feet square, rising to a 20-foot-tall flat ceiling. A stone brazier burns fiercely in the center of the room, but its tall white flame produces no heat. The the rim of the brazier is carved with seven cup-shaped indentations spaced evenly around the circumference. Within each indentation is a spherical stone, twice the diameter of a human eyeball and made of colored crystal. No two stones are the same color. Overhead, a wood-framed hourglass, as tall and wide as a dwarf, hangs ten feet above the brazier, suspended by the ceiling by thick iron chains. All the sand is stuck in the upper portion of the hourglass, seemingly unable to run down into the bottom. Written in glowing script on the base of the hourglass is a verse in common. 
Two nine-foot-tall iron statues of knights on horseback, poised to charge with swords drawn, stand in deep alcoves facing each other. The brazier sits between them. Please place the catacombs on oh, the map. You make your way. It's a common. You make your not way towards it. And you read. You must not read. Cast a stone into the fire. Violet leads to the mountain spire. Orange to the castle's peak. Red if lore is what you seek. Green to where the coffins hide. Indigo to the master's bride. Blue to ancient magic's womb. Yellow to the master's tomb. Holy f- Fuck! What the fuck? Welcome to Castle Ravenloft, my honored guests. I was expecting our first dinner to be awkward, but that was even more painful than even I anticipated. Perhaps once they settle into their quarters, their mood will improve and they will be more respectful guests to such a gracious host. However, they will learn that there are far more residents in this ancient place than myself. When they encounter the evil that makes its home here, will they still cling to hope and courage? Find out in the conclusion of Chapter 16 of Curse of Stradania, Creatures of the Night. In the meantime, if you wish to watch Legends of Avendris tell similar stories of Dungeons & Dragons every week, you can follow us on Twitch. You can also enjoy our many campaigns on YouTube, support us on Patreon, and join our community on Discord. All links are in the show notes. We welcome you to our Avantris family.